0: your father how do you know because no one is his own father i'm not my dad no matter how hard he tried to beat that idea into me i find the world a bitter and complicated place and it seems to feel the same way about me
1: for a generation of filmmakers who came of age during the period of new hollywood cinema from the 1960s to 1970s That is a time period that clearly looms large in their collective imagination. Two years ago, Paul Thomas Anderson arrived at the Oscars, with yet another sappy nostalgic but interesting 1970s-inspired film, Licorice Pizza. Last year, although it isn't exactly the new cinema period, Spielberg's personal coming-of-age story, Meet the Fablemans, arrived to a bunch of Oscars fanfare, as it detailed how Spielberg's interest in film was kindled, shaping so much of new Hollywood. It's hard to exactly call these period pieces, as it doesn't really feel like it's that different of a period, but technically, I guess that's what they are. This year, Alexander Payne arrives back at the Oscars with his own 1970s coming-of-age drama, The Holdovers. Alexander Payne basically commissioned this film from the screenwriter, David Hemmingson.
2: Uh, at this prep school, I call it the name of the pilot Stonehaven. And it was very much the story of like me uh, going to this school. My father, my parents divorced, and I was kind of estranged from my dad. He, he was teaching there, and it was sort of like... And then my uncle, who sort of had become my de facto father, this sort of troika of people you know, that, that were influencing me and Alexander got a hold of it and uh, had been thinking about this idea for about a dozen years about a prep school uh, over Christmas and called me up out of the blue. I almost hung up on him because I didn't. I thought someone was bullshitting me.
1: David Havingson has mostly done TV production and writing. His most prominent TV projects have been Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23 and Whiskey Cavalier. Payne read Hemington's TV pilot about his time in boarding school and asked him to write it into a screenplay.
2: Pick up the phone, David Hemington, Alexander Payne. And I, I was about to say, fuck you, Bob, you know, and hang up. And then I saw the, the Omaha area code and I was like, oh, oh, is this really Alexander Payne? He's like, yeah, 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 no. Um, and he said, I love, I read your TV pilot, loved it. I thought, okay, great, he's gonna make my pilot. Immediately he said, I wanna make your pilot, <laughs> but I would love it if you wrote a movie for me in the same world. You've talked
1: about another school related Alexander Payne film, Election. 1999 black comedy that pitted Reese Witherspoon as an overachieving little know-it-all against Matthew Broderick, a social studies teacher who holds a latent sadomasochistic psychological grudge against his student and tries to sabotage her run for student government president in a fit of resentment, blowing up his own life and teaching career in the process.
2: Tracy, you're a very intelligent girl. You have a lot of admirable qualities, but one day maybe you'll learn that being smart and doing whatever you need to do to get ahead, and yes, stepping on other people to get there, well, there's a whole lot more to life than that.
1: The Holdover stars Paul Giamatti in a role that's been highly praised going into award season, including the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor, which also scored us a great picture of Paul Giamatti getting in and out Burger after his big win.
0: He accused me of copying from his senior thesis. Plagiarizing. Well, did you? No, he stole from me. That blue-blooded Prex family had allies on the faculty. I
3: mean, their last name is on a library, for Christ's sake. So he accused me in order to sanitize his treachery,
0: and uh, they threw me out. Hey, so you got kicked out of Harvard for cheating? Nope, I got kicked out of Harvard for hitting him. <laughs> you hit him? What, like punched him out? Nope, I hit him with a car.
1: Paul Giamatti previously starred alongside Thomas Hayden Church in Alexander Payne's 2004 adaptation, Sideways.
0: It's a hard grape to grow, as you know, right? Uh, it's thin-skinned, temperamental, ripens early. It's you know, it's not a survivor like Cabernet, which can just grow anywhere and uh, thrive even when it's neglected. No, Pinot needs constant care and attention.
1: Where he played a depressed teacher and unsuccessful writer named Miles Raymond, who goes on a road trip with his actor friend, Jack Cole. <laughs> In The Holdovers, Paul Giamatti plays another teacher, an alcoholic ancient civ teacher at a boarding school, Barton, for boys. (laughs) Namely a prep school for the kind of rich boys whose parents have titles like Senator or who can charter a helicopter.
0: Are we really supposed to let these boys just skate by as long as daddy builds a new gymnasium? Of course not. That's not who we are. But we can't be ignorant of politics.
1: This is also the school that Paul Giamatti's Paul Hunnam went to on a scholarship. He's been at Barton forever and in fact never leaves the campus. This makes them pray for other professors like Mr. Endicott, who do have lives off campus. Every year, one staff member is forced to stay with the holdovers, the kids who can't go home. There'll be just four
0: boys holding over this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I know a couple of these reprobates. Let's be a little more elastic
4: in our assessment, shall we? It's hard enough for them to be away from home on the holidays. Latitude
0: is the last thing these boys need. Paul, oh, at your core, you're an excellent teacher. But your approach to the students is rather
1: traditional. Because he's not planning to leave campus, and because his new boss and former student is mad at him for flunking an important senator's son, Paul gets stuck taking Mr. Endicott's job watching the holdovers. Joining him is Mary Lamb, played by Divine Joy Randolph, the grieving mother of a recent graduate killed in Vietnam and the school cook. Those two are going to get a
0: divorce. How do you know?
5: I recognize that look of stale disappointment. <laughs> she hates him. <laughs> How long were you married? I was engaged to Curtis's father, mm-hmm. but he died before I
2: gave birth. To him. He worked in the shipyard. And one day there was carrying this big uh, cargo pallet and the
5: cable snapped.
1: Mary took this job to get her now deceased son free tuition, but since he couldn't afford college, he got drafted into the military.
3: I'm so sorry. I took this job when Curtis was small because I wanted to ensure that he was going to have a good education. You know he flourished here. Yes. No, he was a great kid.
1: I had him Mm -hmm. one semester. Very insightful.
6: Mm Mm-hmm. He hated you.
1: And after Good Fortune takes the other four kids on a ski trip, the last holdover, Angus Tully, played by Dominic Sessa. Angus Tully's mom and his new stepdad leave him behind so they can go on their honeymoon in St. Kitts. Angus Tully is very bright, but has a huge discipline problem, something that enrages the traditional and uptight Paul Hunnam on a regular basis. A lesser film would probably pit Tully and Hunnam against each other, turning this unfortunate situation into the breakfast club. And in one of the best sequences in the film, it does lull you into thinking exactly that. Paul Hunnam chases Angus Tully throughout the school yelling about detention.
5: You just earned yourself detention, sir. Now get back here! Being here
4: with you is already one thing! Defensive. Son of a bitch, that's another
1: detention! But that's not what The Holdovers wants to do. <laughs> you could also see the film going the way of Superbad or any number of early 2000s coming-of-age comedies where adults inappropriately allow kids to tag along as they party and drink their way through the holiday madness. <laughs> and it does have a bit of that, too. Paul Hunnam even reluctantly brings Angus, Tully, and Mary to a holiday party. There's even a fart joke snuck quickly in there. But that's not what The Holdovers is trying to achieve. The film sets out to show Paul Hunnam that education is more than just discipline, and that students, especially teenagers, are really just small adults with adult problems and feelings, and not just clay to be molded into a rigid shape and tolerated. Of course, the great irony here is that Paul Hunnam is more emotionally stunted than anyone. His vision of what a teacher is supposed to be is shaped by other teachers, and he's forever living on his boyhood campus, afraid to start a real life. Boarding school relationships are interesting to explore. Wealthy parents feel entitled to control their children's lives while essentially farming them out to strangers. There's a certain amount of ambiguity there, as these teachers and faculty are given all the responsibility of a guardian without any of the controller power outside of academic discipline. Mary and Angus Tully are each dealing with their own things that are also holding them back. The result is perfectly calibrated for someone like Alexander Payne. Who relishes these emotional, character driven, sometimes road trip driven stories? <sighs> that I suppose we could call it a field trip.
0: Uh, field trips fall fall under the ambit of additional academic pursuits. There's even a fun set aside for additional academic pursuits. So.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll go pack!
1: <laughs> Tonight's show is brought to you by Yabiga. A Balkan Rocky spirit, go to yabiga.com to order a bottle tonight. Anyway, before I introduce the panel, please like this video and subscribe to the MovieNet Extravaganza YouTube channel. Hit that bell to get notified whenever we're streaming. Also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live stream, send us a super chat, which helps me keep the show running, which I am obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer. We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/movie night extra. All of our after parties are on there forever. We also have a new Discord and a Letterboxd HQ account, so those are two more places to follow along with us. Links are in the description. Okay, let me introduce the panel: Conan Neutron, host of Protonic Reversal co-hosts of movie night extravaganza and front man for conan neutron and the secret friends neutronfriends.bandcamp.com conan neutron and the secret friends has a new split lp with lung adult prom available now on bandcamp christina oaks is streaming on twitch at cosmopolitics twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics also recently joined youtube she's on twitter instagram and facebook at cosmopolitics send her some subs on twitch and send her a coffee This month for the Oscars, Conan and Christina are co-producers. We will have both show and after-party content that they've produced, so follow along. ...in the Discord, as well as watch parties on Mondays in the Discord. Eileen Jones is the host of the Film Suck podcast, the author of Film Suck USA, and a film critic at Jacobin, as well as a former UC Berkeley professor in the Department of Film and Media. I, of course, am your host who's drunk at 11 a.m. because it's cold in the school, us, <laughs> Miller. Paul wasn't even supposed
3: to be here today. <laughs> well, bold. Well, bold. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome back, Eileen. Well,
4: thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Much Especially shorter Paul turnover vocals.
3: time uh, since, uh, since uh, last time. I- <laughs> No, yeah, on. Like, it
1: was like what like six months or a year and yeah yeah and of- then it was
3: like one month and then oh yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm back again i know what was that that's
3: weird <laughs> but of course happy to have you on for the holdovers which uh, oh as yeah we canonically established my favorite established, film, my favorite film oh, of, the year, of the year right the year. yeah yes absolutely and absolutely. and then you also have a correct opinion towards it so uh, <laughs> you get on.
5: uh i got i got thoughts on my own that might be quite controversial i know so. what they are oh looking forward
1: but you're like barbie's not even in this one
5: no it's just i felt oh here we go all right watching it i felt like i've seen this movie before because of the common trope of some adult some grumpy adult you know grumpy frumpy crutchman adult Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's stuck with some kid uh who uh is you know a pain in the ass he become they become a big softy for the kid and then you know they form this bond and i'm like i've seen this movie a bunch of times but in my opinion this film actually does the trope justice because it
3: doesn't do it the way you <laughs> think it's gonna at yeah. all in fact no, you're like, the worst oh, not-
6: thing
5: is you're like
4: i totally know what this movie's gonna be right yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. then you go in and he finds so many permutations and so many little su- little amazing surprises that he explodes within it that it transcends what you think you know
1: it I'm also interested. it teases i feel like it teases all these different kinds of movies mm. that are like that right like it yeah. teases you with the With the uh, Breakfast Club kind of thing, where he's like detention, and he does the exact, uh, you know, like uh, like is this another one? Where he chases him through the through the school, and then obviously like he breaks his arm and or you know dislocates his arm which like mm-hmm. his body is weird as fuck but uh <laughs> yes. he, like, just, and by the way it, I, I don't like hilarious. laughing at people's
3: misfortune but not since yeah. jackass has i seen somebody break something and have every so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: and so so they go through that right and then there's mm-hmm. like almost like the super bad kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. uh bringing like a kid that shouldn't be at a party with like drinking yeah. to the party but yeah. then it you know her her breakdown kind of takes you out of that and like it takes you down all of these different avenues That you're like yeah i've definitely like i've seen a movie that does this and then it's like oh no this is this is doing so this is transcending that mm-hmm. through you know just being such a wholesome sweet movie which mm-hmm. i i feel like misanthropic guy on over the holidays that gets like i mean it takes you all the way back to like dickensian kind of stuff right like it's like it how, how the grinch to... stole
5: christmas because <laughs> in a way he kind of does steal christmas but gives it back to the kid <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: but it's it does things in such a unique way and that that is so key to understanding this because i know people that like just assumed it was a much less intelligent and interesting movie mm-hmm. they like i know what that is i'm like well i think i know you think you know what that is mm-hmm. and, and it's really about sad people helping each other ultimately yeah. but it's yeah. not like everyone gets the like hey you're cured now you're you're a happy fulfilled mm-hmm. person now not really and that that's what makes it kind of grounded in reality still young yeah, well, Dominic mm-hmm. says is probably okay, but yeah, well, I, I, no, I, but
4: doesn't it seem shocking yeah. when you're watching? To me, it was. I mean, it really, yeah. it also is harking back to, of course, very explicitly a whole, a whole world of 1970s films where you're you're immediately going, what have I seen before besides Harold and Maude, which is obvious. Right. That is, mm-hmm. it's evoking, mm-hmm. where it's like one human being can do something to intercede in the life of another human being, which even saying that sounds so old-fashioned. It seems right. older than Dickens. And yet, yeah. somehow, he's making you believe it again. Like yeah. there are small intercessions that could happen that could save a life potentially.
1: Potentially. And, and I, I feel like I feel like some of that is the fact that this is a first-time screenwriter. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so like he 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 did a uh, Whiskey Cavalier, I guess, and he did mm-hmm. you know Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment Twenty-Three. He's been the showrunner on, like, <laughs> what like if, you, if you look down, <laughs> he's even been like a, he was even a producer on Family Guy for a little bit. The guy that wrote. Oh um like that's how far into like the uh it's like every show you would have. Like, i mean it's pretty quippy right yeah. like
3: i mean there's some great quips in this oh, so yeah. it makes sense that's that he would very... you know have something to do with a show with that's like really like plot nothing it's all just like quip, quips and references is what that show is I yeah, think. yeah. <laughs> so i mean it, it makes sense right that that would like be like because it is a there it's a very smart script and <laughs> one of the things i love is that like giamatti's character who force you're the one that pointed out that like today like oh yeah the dude has Aspergers right yeah <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but force would be the first one to say this but like mm-hmm. like there's so many like small scenes like when he's at the bar and like the, the dude's the, and then the dude's in there in the Santa suit is like oh well actually you know the, the, I love the, those the moments. suit you're wearing is not and it's like oh my god dude what are you doing what are you doing stop are you immediately do? yeah why well, like, that's
4: why they call it punitive you know right yeah and yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like pleased and happy <laughs> <laughs>
3: And And he's definitely like, got him. You know, it's like no, you didn't. You did not in it, fact get them did. at all. No, he doesn't even he doesn't even
1: know that he's in a thing that you could have gotten him in. Like, <laughs> right, you just right. turned to a random guy. Right, but right. I, I it's also whenever he's bored, right? Whenever he's bored, he returns and he's like interacting with strangers. He goes right back to his hyper fixation, which is just like ancient right. civ pretty much. And Well, and
4: for me though, you know, even <laughs> though I'm not that's in that's into, that's th- that's th- that's these are my people. That's this is why I loved it so much. These are I know odd oddball people who have oddball fixations. These are my friends. And so it's just for me this is like, I'm back on wholesome territory where I understand. Yeah. I understand this person, even while seeing while he, he's a social outcast why he can't bridge the But these are my people. So I just felt at home from like second one in this movie. And I sat there through the whole movie going, why am I thinking this is working so well from yeah. the first image and the first note of music on? It was really a shocking experience. I, don't, I Even I don't know why. Especially hey, from hey, Alexander Payne. Hey,
5: It kind of reminds me of my friends who were very much into anime and manga, and I was the friend who wasn't. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, right right and they want to tell you all about it and you're like yeah, i I'm don't like, care mm. about this information i'm
5: like <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> like so first like marcus
3: aurelius right like his whole like marcus aurelius thing and, and like you like you know it, it's what is it it's 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 uh, the quran the bible uh, yeah whatever. he's got all 9 copies of the book and, <laughs> and it's and is it the best part not one mention of god and it's like that's every like, prof- like professional atheist you've ever met in your life <laughs> yeah by <the> way. yeah <laughs> There's, you there's know, also it's like they can't also, wait to tell you. They can't wait to uh, drop that last line. It's like oh, there, there's, there's
1: something there. in like um like when you when you're a kid and you're in school, right? And you have like these teachers. Like you assume that the teacher is always <laughs> at the school and always like you know trying <laughs> to teach you something, right? Like you have no you have no deeper interaction with. <laughs> they them. live okay. there,
3: yeah. Right? And yeah. then you
5: see them like at the grocery store, and you're like, yeah. But, but right,
1: this, but right. this <laughs> is like <laughs> this is like what if the teacher actually? But what if it actually was yeah. true?
3: What if you really did never leave the school, right? And then yeah.
1: And, and he, and he lived there, yeah. and he took his wheels there, that. and over time, <laughs> as he got more and more uncomfortable yeah. with anyone that wasn't, like, a student in, like, this boy's home, or this boy's, okay. you know, boarding school, like, a wealthy boy's but boy- like, as mm-hmm. he got more and more, you know, used to that, he just found less and less reasons to leave, and, until he yeah. really is, like, the stereotypical, like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't leave the school, like, he's, yeah. he's at the school, like, he might go get groceries, but even then, <laughs> he's like, he's, like, walking around trying to tell people about, like uh, you know, ancient ancient civil yes, civilizations. Information that they don't care
3: about. Yeah, exactly.
5: they'll make a sequel called the Holdovers, but make it feminist. All no, female version, no, female. that's You <laughs> <right. laughs> can
3: imagine, I, but I think it's oh, well, you could totally do the Muppet thing, right? Like, you know, holdovers, yeah. but only Paul Giamatti is human, everyone else is a Muppet. Great, yes. I'm in, I am all in, for
1: or me. or or you could do that with uh, only only divine Joy Randolph that is, works also. Is yeah. human mm-hmm. is
3: so, that's so one of the things that elevates it for me as a film is her story that the, like yeah. that's that story, and again, you kind of when you're a, someone who watches a lot of movies, right? That's like part of the whole film, if you ask me. Yeah, you you tend to like assume certain things. I know what this is going to be. Uh, we're doing this thing, uh, mm. all right. And it doesn't mean you like don't immediately enjoy it. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. true. But like, like her her arc and her whole story is much more interesting than like you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because she is a really wonderful actress that has been mm-hmm. in kind of like supporting character. Like I mentioned that like the 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 Sandra Bullock vehicle that's like we have romancing the stone at home that came out uh, last year like she's in that and like she's memorable in that uh, mm-hmm. I forgot I forgot until the, the show was that she was in Dolomize My name and she's yeah. fantastic in it and mm-hmm. like to see to see a role for a woman especially a woman of color who looks like an actual regular human being she no. doesn't have like you know model physique or anything along
5: mm-hmm. those lines right? i will say those eyebrows are totally not from the 70s though <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's I'm ahead like- of her time she's ahead <laughs> I was of her like oh those are like my brows
3: <laughs> but like to to get like a character like all these characters have nuance right even like you know a curmudgeon with a heart of gold all right yeah but not really like like he's actually kind of an a-hole it,
5: it, it takes yeah. him a while to get to that heart of gold and,
3: and then when it's, you find out
5: why it's like for, oh
4: for no three sizes right it's, <laughs> oh for anyone who has who has working class resentment if this is the film for you I oh 100 right beautiful. because
3: it's like because you don't think it's going to go that way and you're like oh and that scene Forrest that you put in the intro in, in the liquor store was like you so like, <laughs> yeah. No, I got smoked because I, I hit him. Oh, you, you were fighting? No, I hit him with my car. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's like, Eddie
3: stuff. Yo, my favorite
1: line of the whole thing, and so I cracked up so much when we were watching it as, like, uh, you know, in our in our Discord thing yesterday, because I like thought about the line again. He was when he goes when he hands the liquor bottle, he goes, "There you go, killer."
3: Were- killer. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and they're like. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: yeah, that's everybody beautiful. in
1: this movie that's not one of the core characters are like you know that isn't given like that level of emotional. One line. Is <laughs> is literally just like a like a like a Ben Affleck Matt Damon character or something like with that level yeah. of like county like accent. That, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, like the like the like the the uh, glorified cameo in their films of one of them. Yeah. Well, I like, will uh, say the, d- the dad does a good job. The guy, the guy. Was was oh, important. the dad is great. Yeah. What's yeah. his name?
4: I've forgotten his name already. Right. I can't. He was wonderful. All, but... I forgot yeah.
5: the Hercules is the stepdad. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right.
1: They have but they have the guy with the hook. And he's like, oh, you know, like uh, let's play like with my left handers Like he makes that joke. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I could be your left hand, and the guy gets really mad. Oh. Like, that guy, that guy is just an extra from Goodwill Hunting, pretty much. He seems. Like, yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> well,
3: uh, and then, then, and even, but even then, like when there's that sort of fraud, like oh, is it gonna go down now? That, then, like mm-hmm. even then, uh, Jim Hadi's character like just can't stop himself. Well, I, I can purchase you a beverage to him by. It, where it's like, <laughs> sure. dude, stop, stop, just stop. Like you're not at the Ren Fair right now, bro. Like, like, back it off.
4: That's his most endearing characteristic. It's the only reason you can even partly believe he could make it after the end of the movie. Yeah, is because he's unquenchable. I mean, here he is, this moth-eaten pedant, and everyone hates him. His students, his his faculty peers. You know, there's no boss except Miss yeah. Yeah. Lydia, who's who's so lovely. She yeah. you know could love anyone. Yeah,
6: yeah. And, but
4: he's <laughs> utterly you cannot keep this guy suppressed. You can't. I just love and, it.
1: And they, I love that they add the details like, oh, Eddie smells like fish. Eddie right,
3: like- yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets Eddie, worse he as the him. day goes on. Great. And he has
5: to explain why he smells like fish. And I'm like, <laughs> well, is that smells- a real thing? Or is you just was- don't shower.
3: That was one of the two things I looked up. I was like, is Paul Giamatti mm. uh, odd-eyed? Yeah. <laughs> is one of them? Because <laughs> he was so convincing with it. And then yeah. I think it was like that that, whatever the fish thing. But no, it's, it's, it's almost like Ignatius Riley from Confederacy of Dunces level. It's yeah. like Jesus Christ, dude, stop, stop, yeah. just stop. John Fonte's books are full of characters like that too, where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh my just please. Like nowadays we we would just say your enthusiasm, right? So I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna throw the literary reference. And,
1: and, I, and I feel like there's something in this movie about emotional intelligence is really what it's about on a core mm-hmm. level. Yeah, because mm-hmm. his his emotional intelligence, he's very like uh, you know he's very intelligent, but his emotional mm-hmm. intelligence stopped when he got kicked out of. Uh, Harvard like right. you know he hit the kid with his car he never progressed past that place mm-hmm, and he right. found a place where he didn't have to progress past that place so he just didn't mm-hmm. and then uh you know you have Divine Joy Randolph's character like Mary and she's incredibly emotionally intelligent even Mm -hmm. if she's not like uh book smart right like Mm -hmm. like she her her whole life has been struggle and she's gotten to a place of like such compassion and such like um Mm -hmm. you know the ability to find joy even in these uh destructive situations and Mm -hmm. then you have Dominic Sessa, and he could probably go either way he's he's very he's very empathetic as a kid but Mm -hmm. like um but also has the same kind of like problems that can lead to the kind of trauma Mm -hmm. that uh you know that the, the his fucking professor has like
5: why not have him play Bob Dylan why does it have to be Timothy Chalamet <laughs> I can't oh, I believe
4: God, I would, that would be great this it is it his
1: first movie be... Cessna yeah. right
4: it yeah. is it's,
5: it's most incredible great. debut in a I long feel like case. I've seen him before but he's never yeah he, uh, he, he beat he
1: beat been. out uh 800 kids
5: yeah I believe he's it good. man
3: like he's good and he's like good.
5: represent well, and the like way
3: he a, can start uh, off
4: being like a smarmy sumbitch just like his peers at the beginning, yeah. only a little mm-hmm. smarter, mm-hmm. and then bring you all the way around is really an accomplishment. Because so- at first, he's just got that pasty, weasley face, and he's being an right. ass just like and everybody know, else. It's just it's like, yeah, he's a hateful
1: rich and, and that kind of and like that kind of ass that like i mean i i remember being you're like great
3: dylan I, I remember like i
1: remember like being a kid enough to like remember that kind of person that's that was like up. you know like they're they're stopping these like yeah well you know that's because of your mom and it's like you know like this, yeah, put up, yeah. is, this put up on affectation but like of being a smart ass so you're like this kid's mm-hmm. trying real hard to be a, a smart ass i have a i have a thing from the sag um the
3: real quick the biggest yeah. snub for supporting uh for a young actor is uh, mm. of course charles charles melton uh for me oh i know that but sucks. dominic cessna not that far off if you ask, no. he, yeah, he exactly. was very impressed especially like i was i just assumed oh this kid must have been like a million would never seen nope yeah exactly
5: yeah, he was, I impressive.
1: Say, was actually a, a deerfield senior at the school they were filming at <laughs> God, uh, alexander funny. payne wow. found found a kid that was just like you know match the description i was like hey, like a young movie. bob dylan right and... wow. which is <laughs> which is the same thing he did with you know with, with the kid in election yes that, you know ended up being in uh american pie and all those things chris klein oh,
3: yeah. that's right he yeah he's yeah, great yeah. okay yeah, yeah i
1: wanted to say chris klein but there's so many chris's that i could <laughs> i know <There's laughs>
4: but yeah chris Klein pratt mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is him on the, on the sag panel when they were uh interviewing everybody christina oh, stop yeah. naming
3: chris's <laughs>
6: oh, i'm so glad and dominic i'd like to start with you as our resident newcomer uh is it true that you beat out 800 actors for this role i read that figure in the new yorker and i thought that doesn't seem possible but i actually do believe it
0: <laughs> uh that's that's what they say i guess that's the, that's the number
6: that's
0: been going around yeah um i mean that's i didn't a, that must I feel think,
6: surreal <laughs> yeah
0: i think that was all before they had come across me. Like I I, don't, I wasn't a part of that initial wave of auditions. Right. I think he wasn't happy with those and then uh, came elsewhere, like went to the schools to, to find some options, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that, but.
6: That is, that is a lot. But yeah. I was curious, Susan Shopmaker, of course, the wonderful casting director and Alexander both loved what you brought to the table for this role. And I was curious, what is it that you think you did bring to this part that set you apart from others? I know it's hard to look at yourself you know, objectively, but now that the project is over and you've seen how it's been received, can you now relate to why they connected so deeply with you?
0: I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Like, (laughs) uh, I mean, I know my hair was a big component.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if you came packaged that way, that probably helped, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I
0: I don't know. I mean, I think it came down to a big part of it was um, ultimately, I think when I was able to, read some things with Paul. I think that, um, things, you know, became more clear and made more sense. Uh, I mean, at least, you know, maybe even if not for Alexander at that point, for me, I finally felt like I was able to kind of take this on and and really see myself doing it with, with these other actors. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's, you know, I know Alexander, uh, really, takes his time and, and care and in, in the casting process i know he, he weighs heavily like the success of of a movie on how well it's casted so mm-hmm. you know i think uh he's one of the f- the few people out there who who has the ability to see something and you know a, a you know nobody like me just out of high school and, and sees that i can i can do something like this so it's really a uh, credit to him
6: well, I remember a similar story with Chris Klein um, in election. I think he discovered Chris in a weight room at exactly, a, a college, yeah. and I, And that performance reminds me of yours. There's something so un, just so natural and organic, and sort of unspoiled about it. And and oh. I think it's such a great reference. Yeah, a lot of
0: the performances too. I mean, even yeah. like the liquor store. That guy was oh. working here. You know, he's always. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's really great about taking these these real people and and. Uh, make help making them shine on screen.
6: Yeah, well, he did that with you. You seem very real in the few moments that I've known you. Um, yes. To what degree did you what? relate to Angus? Obviously, we are not the characters we play, but mm-hmm. was there aspects of him that felt fresh to you? You're sort of not too far from from his age, and he's dealing with a lot of angst and the future and family. Did that yeah. feel familiar to you, or do you feel like you were able to access it, even though maybe it's not your present state of mind?
0: Totally. I mean, well, I think the, the there's a you know, we're very different people, me and, me and this character, I think office, how we existed in high school as well. I, I had a very different experience. I think I had a lot more friends and I was more involved in things. Like I was a performer in high school. I was right, doing- Right,
6: right. So that was probably a good outlet for your angst, I'm assuming. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't, I wasn't
0: I'm maybe festering as much as this kid <laughs> right. um, However, I think what really helped me connect with this kid was just his, uh, I don't know, his his need and uh, desire for direction and someone to help him find that direction. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I think about when I was auditioning for this film at that time, my senior year, I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college and just, I guess, some ideas about what I wanted to do with my life. And acting was the only thing that I was really, really passionate about at the time. And it, you know, it really took this film, I guess, to give me the confidence to mm-hmm. pursue that and feel like, Maybe I, I can be successful with this. So I think Angus kind of faces a lot of the similar things you see, where you know, and you get hints of it. Where you know, one of the students like I'm supposed to go to Cornell, and like a lot of these kids kind of have it planned out what they're supposed to do. But Angus doesn't have that that clarity, I guess, at this point, like a lot of the other kids do. And I felt I'm maybe similar to that when I was in high school.
6: Oh, sure. I think most of us did. Totally. I don't think most of us had that had that all planned out. Right. I have to say, my one of my favorite scenes is that beautiful moment where your bunkmate has had the accident in the bed, such a sweet kid. Wow, what a great little actor he is. No. And, and I was so curious, just from a storytelling perspective, just the addition of that scene, what do you think that brought to our understanding of Angus? Like what, what import did that scene have for you and understanding who this guy is? Because clearly he cares about people. Mm. When you think about that scene, we didn't need it in the narrative, mm. but, I, but I continue to think about it as being very illuminating of who he is. So tell me yeah. what you think a moment like that brought to your understanding of him.
0: Yeah, I think that that moment in particular really kind of um, reveals the the level of emotional intelligence, I think, that, mm-hmm. that Angus has. And, yeah. you know, what, one of the big things I love about the character and why I was really excited to play it is because he's able to connect with these, these older people, you know, the, a teacher at the school and a, a cook at the school who have very different lives and experiences and all right. those things. He's able to connect with them on a deeply emotional level. And I think that scene was important to to really show that he's able to connect on that level.
3: I guess he was like into hockey, like he was going to be like a professional hockey player. And oh. then he like he had a bad accident, like broke broke one of his bones. So was like, I guess I'll give drama a try. Mm-hmm. Oh, naturally. and, and like, that's a natural segue. <laughs> yeah, oh my, yeah. It.
5: or you want to be a musician then you suddenly become a lawyer and so many (laughs) actors have like law degrees but like they never became full-flex lawyers yeah yeah like what what is this kind of actors trying for a sport or this and then they're like i'm just gonna act instead and then become huge stars what
1: what is being a lawyer if not acting in (laughs) maybe less so hockey
3: (laughs) maybe
4: less less obvious segue
3: yeah but like that's i mean that's pretty like you know whatever i, I know, I overused the sliding doors analogy but it's a very slight you know sliding doors uh, situation uh
1: i feel like that lady was being kind of condescending to him because he's oh,
4: like, oh yeah you hey. seem really real i mean what do you even say
1: yeah uh, <laughs> thanks
5: thanks <laughs> it's his first film of course
1: so, liquor store guy, though, that they, uh, yeah. was just the guy that owns the liquor just store. Guy? <laughs> the liquor
5: store. That's pretty yeah. Inspired.
1: So, they, they drove around <laughs> looking for like a place to film that scene, I guess. And they found like a liquor store in Boston, you know, because they're like filming yeah. throughout the, there's uh-huh. so many like really cool locations in this. Um, they filmed uh-huh. like, I guess they really went to like both Deer, Deerfield Academy and, uh, the Academy that, um, that, uh, FDR went to, Groton. So they filmed mm-hmm. part of it at the Groton on the outside and they filmed, they filmed it at Deerfield or something. And they actually mm-hmm. use like campus buildings, which
4: oh, wow. I think they it do quick sheets though. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean the, all the atmospherics are so not, nicely nailed down that that's one of the pleasures of the film. As soon as you see the snowscapes and the types of buildings and all this stuff. And, you know, I remember admiring, even the cars look, look, period correct in that they're dirty and they're old, slightly older yeah, perhaps yeah. Than, the, than the year. They, they're not making that mistake that sometimes directors are forced into. You get- I, all I don't the know. I old... maybe
5: might have something to say about that. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I don't I'm know just... enough about cars. Perhaps I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, I know, but like they always be like, well, oh, actually, this is not the right actually. model car that would be in this 1971. And I'm like, oh whatever. my god, I just love how out. dirty and beat up
4: and used they look. Instead of like you <laughs> just, got all yeah. the people who own vintage cars and they're insisting they be
3: pristine. Yeah. It's a real but, problem. Right? They're never going to be pristine. Like, by the way, I just want to say whatever Andy's doing right now, he's probably like getting like a twinge in his eye with all this <laughs> talk about Massachusetts and him not being able to be here and, oh. and, <laughs> and talk endlessly about Massachusetts. Thank you, uh-huh. Andy. Yeah. we love you. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's all practical locations right no sets or sound stages so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's like it gives a different feel and it has that you know like I've used Hal Ashby as, as an analogy as well but like again in that grand 70s tradition uh, mm-hmm. you know like being there right like a, another another example of a movie that looks very like people call it lived in it's like well because people actually live in these places <laughs> that's why that's why it looks lived in
4: yeah you know? and I but even like the yeah. muted The muted smaller scale is such a relief. I didn't even realize it until I was like, why am I so happy? And part of it was it had none of the pumped up grandiosity of like so many films now, even films that don't deserve it. Everything has got to be larger, bigger, more epic, more work done, more this, more that. And this was just like, no, we're just it's just we're bringing the whole scale down, not in a cutesy way. Not in a pandering way, but in a very straightforward way. That was just a relief to the mind and eye. And and cool.
1: even further because they have them stay in the infirmary, right? Like a place <laughs> yeah. that human human beings <laughs> are not really meant not to really stay. Really. In. Meant to stay yeah. in the infirmary.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, yeah. besides like the ones with like bones sticking out of their body or whatever.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're well, watching The Dating Game in multiple scenes. Oh, and, and his commentary game. on that
3: is so great, too. Because it's, yeah. it's, he's yeah. just like, obviously, just completely unfamiliar because it doesn't feature Marcus Aurelius or anything. You know, so he <laughs> doesn't <I guess laughs> know yes, what it, it is. No <laughs> idea.
4: But it was really ubiquitous <laughs> yeah, at a certain sure. point in time. It was. It was on screens everywhere. But it was such a stupid nothing show. So to have this attention paid.
1: I, they picked a really great. good uh, episode of the of The Dating Game, too, because... Like, or at least one of them they did, it was like that goofy looking guy, oh, and, right. and <laughs> yeah. they're like, Uh, what's your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite Salad movie star? And he's like, Stan Laurel, and then he's like, Nope, he's like, Rudolph and you're like, you, have, you have to imagine that guy sees himself as like the Rudolph <laughs> sure, you know, yeah, like you look a lot more like the Stan Laurel,
3: kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of you know. that strange enough, that reminds me because of the watch party uh, Christina hosted on our Discord on Monday, which Mm -hmm. is a thing we regularly do. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also what Eileen was saying, that like the opening credits, like they they play out so long in in that kind of stylized way, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like it's like, oh, credits are still going, huh? And there. It's like 10
5: minutes. <laughs> and mm. that is
3: such a 70s thing. Such a 70s uh, thing. <laughs> and the only th- movie I can think of that really did that recently was uh, Old Man the Gun, the Redford movie where he's like the aging uh, bank robber with Sissy uh, Mason, which is good. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But like, it's clearly like the 70s vibes are, they're, they're you know, it's not an accident. They're doing the mm-hmm. things that like are, but like in a way that is like direct slap in the face of the people. They're like, well, they don't make them like that anymore. Well, they do. <laughs> except they're for dead. that they do they yeah. we just made one it looks like this
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah i also like the thing they do where they uh they switch between the songs in the opening credits so they mm-hmm. start off and they you see the you know the car driving they're doing like the crying mm-hmm. crying oh, laughing yeah. whatever, like that song and mm-hmm. then they switch to like the christmas carol thing which you know it's like a perfect mm-hmm. representation of like what a lot of the music and what a lot of the um aesthetics in this are going to be Yes, it a is a
5: Christmas movie, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah,
1: is between being a Christmas movie and this kind of, um, like, uh, you know, folk rock kind of indie rock kind of, mm-hmm. like, yeah. 70s mm-hmm. aesthetic.
3: Well, like, what mm-hmm. would Harold and Mobby without Cat Stevens? Right? I mean, it still be a great mm-hmm. movie, but, like, the Cat Stevens songs are so intrinsically part of it, and, and I think right. it's evoking that as well. I think it's funny. Alexander Payne, like, hates it being called a Christmas movie, and he hopes it just oh, stands really? on its own. Yeah, no. It, oh,
5: well, dude, you filmed well, it for Christmas time. I know, it's like, going to well, be categorized as Christmas
3: touch. And I said that as someone that, Generally, I don't care about Christmas and don't like Christmas movies. It's like, okay, but it's a Christmas movie. It stands on its own. Yes as its own movie which is yeah. fine the best movies okay. usually do right it's but,
5: going to be a future christmas classic yeah. oh
3: you no deal exactly well do you no
5: know. the reason people don't want,
1: it, want want their movies called a christmas movie is because then people only watch it at christmas yeah, i guess yeah. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah and they feel you like
5: Watch he, die hard whenever like yeah.
3: he said he finds that label nauseating by the way which is a great quote oh, oh well.
5: <laughs> then he shouldn't
3: have said
1: a movie over christmas like <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that was <laughs> You are apparently thinking about this this movie for like you know twelve years or something like an idea like this. Yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. never in that time did you think did you think maybe we should pick Easter vacation? Well,
3: because because <laughs> it, because it, it, it makes sense with the the kid being left behind, right? Like, yeah. why would they even be in the situation? Again, there
5: Christmas.
4: Be.
6: Think
5: yes. about Alexander Payne.
4: No, you, mean, you dis- can't yourself. rely on the emotional intensity of Christmas and then disavow the Christmas. That's just that's he's just trying yeah. to be too uh, cool kid, for school, which is a bad yeah. luck,
6: Alexander.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it's amazing that the. Al Giamatti's odd eye that was that was like a gag that he pulled on Dominic Cessna and they're like no let's just let's just stick with that because it for me it's like so intrinsic to the character that it's oh like, totally oh, just, this goofy had looking more dude contact
5: for it too that he couldn't see and it yes, started off as a see. prank
3: he yeah. like just like they did like some like line reading and where it wouldn't show and like uh like he did it like crack uh uh Cessna mm-hmm. up, which is amazing and then they're like no actually why don't you- stick with that that's working it's like
1: <laughs> it's like another another thing with the like the you know that my asperger's point that i made about him now like now they have like i had like a little bit of lazy eye as a kid and like i had to go like they, they do exercises so wear you know, a I patch
5: do... i had to wear a patch mm-hmm. on my eye for the longest so time do, I, wow.
1: so now they have now they have exercises and mm-hmm. now i feel like with you know kids having all these colognes and so like i feel like a lot of the problems that and they are definitely like problems that like somebody would have but i feel like there's like help that somebody like that could get now you know like in the 21st century that they probably couldn't have when that guy was a kid so it's like this guy is kind of stuck almost in a time capsule uh, yeah like like well both with like you know his obsession with ancient stiff but also just you know the fact that he never got help <laughs> for some of these problems because back mm. then you would just be seen as kind of like an odd an odd duck right like an yeah odd you're just weird kind of, yeah and <laughs> That if they like, all call
5: him walleye without, you know, there's no... Yeah, if he, <laughs> right. had, if he had been born in, like, sometimes during, like, the early 19, you know, 10s, he probably would have been institutionalized. See, well, I don't know. I don't think he's that. being weird. Well, yeah. I
3: don't, I
1: don't think he's that far. I don't think he's that far gone. But he's just right. one of those people that are, like, uh, eccentric enough that they're not going to be shoved into, like, a, a, yeah. a situation where, like, you know, they're in front of all these people. I think that right. people like that probably were working at, like, boarding schools and stuff like that, you know, at, at this time. Because mm-hmm. it's just they find kind of off, uh, you know, outside of the public eye places mm-hmm. for you to,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. to work. Well, and it makes sense because if you there's that whole – exchange about how you, you know you're not your father right and then mm-hmm. then he like it's like the one time he really like kind of like talks about that that like and the, the key line is uh you're you know i'm not my dad no matter how hard he tried to beat that idea into me
2: mm-hmm. right
3: and because yeah. he like he was not just charitably not like cut from the same cloth as you know his, mm-hmm. his academic son and he hated him for it and so mm-hmm. because of that uh, you know, like he turned out the way that he did, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's he, erratic, belligerent, and a gigantic, pain in the balls, mm-hmm. is, is is what he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 if you're into like snappy dialogue and like sharp mm-hmm. uh, humor, there's moments of incredible poignancy uh, to, mm-hmm. to the script, but mm-hmm. it's also very very funny at the same time, and oftentimes maybe in the same sentence, mm-hmm. which is a, which is h- kind of hard to pull off for like the what has developed into modern cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, and everyone describes it to Marvel movies, but it's been on the, the decline for a mm-hmm. long time where it's just
5: Mad like, web coming through though. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah,
3: that'll say that'll sort it all out. <laughs> no, I'm
4: I always am I'm struggling with like how how often like comedy like goes into drama. Like you can't yeah. you can't continue with the comedy and that and that people have a real problem. It's which seems astonishing to me taking comedy seriously if it isn't some in some big way <laughs> moving toward drama in a big ostentatious right. way this just easy way this combines the two and manages to
3: keep them both going it's The wit, yeah. and, and that goes back to i watched sullivan's travels uh mm-hmm. yeah not that long ago and like that dude was like lighting them up in the script in like 1941 about that same thing and it was like oh my god so literally nothing has changed it's yeah. like you know 1941 that like oh you can have comedic parts but if it's a straight Mm -hmm. comedy it just basically will not be taken seriously ever even though that's what people are like you know if they're looking for a relief from the world they're not going to be looking Mm -hmm. for zone of interest you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah, still around right
1: the uh (laughs) the minhasset uh theater all right
3: right. things up with some holocaust porn um yeah (laughs)
1: yeah well, so Peace one, of the, things, one of the things that I found interesting <laughs> that I saw um, Alexander Payne say is that when he has these like overly dramatic uh, roles that he writes or that somebody writes for one of his movies, he likes to cast someone that he found in a comedy. Like he likes to cast oh,
3: like sure. a, a comedic actor. So like because the they can do band-off. drama really well. Like you know yeah. we talked a lot about that with um uh, uh, yeah like a uh, look Call at some Saul of the
5: and... SNL cast members who've moved to do dramas mm-hmm. now.
3: Like mm-hmm. the fact that people are like, "Oh, Bob Odenkirk's a comedian." It's like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, he was, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, don't even start with me. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, there is the ability. I think it's mm-hmm. easier for comedians, especially good ones, to do mm-hmm. drama than it is the other way around, for sure.
4: Yeah. Well, and there's such a good way that they handle like the big emotional stuff, like when when Divine Joy uh, Randolph's character, Barry Lamb, finally has her big emotional breakdown. The one way to lead into it through the comedy is someone tries to. Tries to take over control of the record player. Um, that's right, from her. <laughs> and she's just like fucking back off. And yes, it's like, do
3: not really fucking good. touch that record player. Do enough. not fucking
4: <laughs> touch. Because you know, it's in, but of course, it's embedded in it. her. Her son yeah. had unlucky taste. She's playing these right. tributes to her son, and then she's going to uh, have a very unusual, party. like, emotional breakdown. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, and it was very well written. I thought, where she just like back off, don't come near me, don't touch yeah. me, and they all have to stand in a sympathetic ring around her not knowing what to do and that was like that seems exact that was really astute
1: right well and well, and it's it's kind of added uh added to um you know the intensity i think of her of the moment where she really does snap that you know there's God. the guy that, there's the guy from her job that's like you know the janitor that gives he's her, got like, the
4: hots for it's, her and he's clearly yeah, but, got a crush on her and it's not got a go crush away.
1: on it's her but clearly isn't ready for her you know because she keeps it together so well at yeah. school mm-hmm. like he's not ready for her level of uh, trauma that she's been through she's yeah the actual human for... the actual but human he, that's
5: but he, not he, a he's being a gentleman you know right. he's keeping the distance he's keeping yeah. those boundaries like we all want a guy like that buys yeah.
3: a lavish present and then basically is like well i don't have anything else to spend money on which is like <laughs> oh,
5: mm-hmm. wow yeah
3: <laughs> like it that's was a, very,
5: that...
4: yeah it was still very <laughs> discreetly handled like nothing yeah. hammered yeah. on too hard which was right. so nice yeah. to see not worried yeah. that you're going to get it all. I mean, it's just that there's none of that stupid And nobody, all.
3: even though I was thinking it, and when they were listening to Glenn Campbell or whatever, I was like, white people, am I right? For the music? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, nobody was doing it. Like, because it's like, yeah, you don't need to be saying that. Don't fucking like, touch that, that radio. Smooth <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. yeah. jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, <laughs> We was so to listen to some marches. Anyway, go ahead. we
4: talk <laughs> about the, the pace of the film? Because usually a slow, any kind of slow pace drives oh. me mad. But I love the pace here, and sometimes it is quite slow. And it's very seventies in a way.
5: That was kind of my it. thing. I was like, okay, it's going a little slow. Didn't slow. And you? then moments just happen like that. Yeah. And then yeah. it gets a little slow again, and then another moment just happens like that, and I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. It's going to be like I, this. I, I think I think
1: methodical. One, one moment that does a really good job when it is starting to get a little bit of slow, like a little bit slow, and and I think. Uh, they realize that is when he breaks his arm or dislocates his arm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that moment is really because at some point, like you're, you're, it's like, all right, this is a two-hour and thirteen-minute movie. How mm-hmm. how far can you really go with this guy's a pain in the ass, and his teacher's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass, mm-hmm. and they're yes. driving each other a little bit crazy. Yeah, we get and it. now there's and mm-hmm. now there's no it's more the shining
3: there. with jokes. We get it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like now there's no more students there to you know, yeah. uh, you know, kind of play off tension of. there. Like mm-hmm. where where is this going to go? And then he breaks his arm and gets rushed to the hospital. Yes. Ma- that kind of montage in the car where he's like it's one of the funniest parts of the movie too because he's like uh he's like he like, said you were gonna wash your hands of me or whatever and he's like, he's obviously like, oh, it's metaphor wash your hand wash your hand. you're hands. not
4: gonna go literally wash your
1: hands <laughs> and that, that whole sequence right <laughs> that saying. takes you on a, on a very that changes it and takes you on a very different trajectory yeah. for the rest of the movie because after that they're obviously bonding you know you can't really yeah. just look at your shoulder and then have the guy still be like Alright, you're but you're still a pain in the
3: ass, like for the brass. Yeah, and movies, they don't want to report it to the insurance too, right? Because mm-hmm. they because it's yeah. like it'll be so discovered they that way. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, it's it and and, and it's believable because it's such a like weird situation to be in, but like mm-hmm. that's that's more believable than like the contrivances of love, like lesser scripts.
4: Right. And so many mm-hmm. moments where it could go exactly the way you're thinking, Oh, I know what this movie's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I know what this is. It yeah. it sto- it. It, it segues. So like the moment where you're like, oh God, there's two cute little kids who are who need attention. And you're like, this could really get to be a slog as they yeah, tend yeah. to the emotional needs of the two little kids. And then a yeah. helicopter just fucking lands. Yeah, t- <laughs> Literally, a
3: helicopter lands and takes them away. I'm like, if only I could take and- that helicopter to other movies.
4: Yes, and just chase them <laughs> out. And you're like, Great, that was perfectly timed. Great. Those characters are gone now. Go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think another another moment it does it perfectly is the road trip to, uh, yeah. you know, to Boston. Because the Boston, again, you gotta go to Boston yeah. now,
4: exactly.
1: Well, because again, you're sitting there and you're like, all right, like they've had this little adventure, like, mm-hmm. you know, how is this gonna change from there? And then, you know, the guy finally relents and takes, uh, you know, t- takes them both to Boston. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, cool, this is something different. Like, this is something mm-hmm. new that, we're being, you know, kind of uh, pushed through here.
4: Right. And the, then there's also the, the moment where the two, the character from Paul Hunnam's past shows up, the former. Right. Um, right. You know, fellow student. you're like, perfect. It's We need to pivot to like, we got to start finding out about this guy and he's not
5: going to, probably not going to tell until something and, and, and he
3: gets his back too right he he, he gives the assist steve as we oh, know which, um, which stevie
5: stevie wants to know where's andy and I, I have some bad news we killed him anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god we left andy in boston
3: <laughs> he's, not, he's not allowed to be on uh, yeah exactly he's, he's not allowed to be in any show with massachusetts in it uh, <laughs> No,
1: he's, the, like, uh, he's like he's like this is where I live, and this is near where I
3: live, and this
5: yeah. is, this is where <laughs> I live and that's give the whole entire time. Oh God,
3: <laughs> do not get me started. Uh, no, but like the all right, so like the Lydia Crane character, right? The, mm. the Carrie Preston uh, role, like, like she's she's. um like you give be like, oh, they're gonna hook up. Great. Like, they're but then gonna you hook
5: see up. her kissing another man. And I'm like, oh because there's
3: guy. Yeah. Yeah. that whole thing we expect, like, oh, she's she likes his quirkiness and she's like, like she's gonna straighten friendly. him out and all that. And then you see that and it's so it's a brilliantly composed shot because he's in mm-hmm. the foreground. Mm-hmm. And then it's happening in the background. You're like, Oh, Ooh. yeah.
5: Never mind. She's yep. way too well, friendly though so- to be pathetic though i was like she's a little too friendly to this dude like what the hell i I can't i can't remember if it's
1: uh you know like a wonderful Christmas time, like one of those songs where it's like you yeah. know, uh, it's, it's like the most the, it's wonderful like a, time of the year. Yeah, it's the most wonderful, yeah. And and you see his face, and he's just like realizing just what's going on behind him. <laughs> yeah. it's it's just,
5: just, just, so <laughs> just what it's like when he thinks he has a chance of like I could be a normal dude. I yes. can slowly yeah. dip my toes into having a, a relationship, and then I doesn't. Yeah. Know. And we get that. Well, and it's crushing. Right? Yeah. Because if it's not with her, who
4: could it be with? Yeah. Like she's to me that's actually a daring characterization that that character. She's occasionally you'll meet someone like that very very rarely. Like the, yeah, you'll meet mm-hmm. especially a woman a woman of such Sweetness and benevolence, you're like, You cannot fucking be for real.
3: Yeah, what's your deal? <laughs> what's, what's your, your deal? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes, out of your own corruption, you'll say, What's your deal? Because it's right. someone who's just consistently so nice and giving,
5: you're like, it cannot be
3: what's real. your angle, kid.
5: Yeah, <laughs> are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, well, and, and it is in those situations like you know, like uh working at some kind of private school or like mm. something where you feel like you can make a difference in these kids' lives or something. Mm. That oh, like, she ain't bitter and jaded, yeah. That's the problem. That, you, know, you find someone that you know that like uh really does want to help people that much and yeah. isn't afraid to yeah. Yeah. overlook like the the stinkiness of the guy that, the por- like, yes. you, know, you know all these different all these different small things because they can like mm-hmm. see this optimistically but it's like of course that woman has like a boyfriend already that's of course you know. exactly another exactly <laughs> right. guy
4: and, and it's what I loved about it though is you kind of emotionally you knew it had to happen but it's still somewhat shocking when it happens like, or, yeah. or
1: at the very yeah. least, I knew something had to happen, right? Yeah, like, it, it, it couldn't be that good for it couldn't him. Couldn't be that easy like, just that.
4: Like, It couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I thought the actress Carrie, Carrie, I think it was Carrie Preston. Yeah, I might yeah, be making yeah. That up. Is that right?
3: Yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah.
4: I thought she pulled off that impossible character really, really well. Because it could seem like it's unbelievable. If you haven't happened to have met one of those rare people, you'd be like, that's fiction. You have to have a very kind <laughs> face. And she has a very yes, kind face. Does.
3: Yeah, yes. absolutely. No, and we, she's yeah. just
4: attractive enough yeah, to make it, you know, just in a in a conventional way to make it like, you know, wow, she seems incredible that <laughs> she would come into his life.
2: Yeah. But at the same
4: time, she looks like a normal woman. She looks like an, an every an every person. And so that yeah. it was just very artfully handled this thing that might you might not think anymore about. But I was very struck by it. Like and, that's a hard thing to pull off.
1: She she knew like the names of every, like all the regulars that, you know, yes. hang out at the restaurant, that she's just picking up like a little bit of extra time. And like, yeah. it seems like her family has like that whole, um like the, you know, there's the, her niece or whatever that brings him down to the basement and shows him like the finger painting yes. and, and stuff like that family tradition. Like there, there's so much, um, it feels like that's almost like there's certain families I think that are very close and that have these traditions mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it's that, that kind of made it more believable for me too.
5: Mm-hmm. yeah i agree that was yeah. yeah that was those uh christmas parties do remind me of the ones that like me and my family used to go to yeah. where like the adults would have their their time and then there would be like a like a pre area in, where... yeah pre preteen <laughs> yes. who was in charge of the kids mm-hmm. i i was so glad by the time i got older i was able to hang out with the adults and do like the christmas ornament right. exchange and drink the margaritas and yeah but the then, you realize, then you realize
1: how hammered the adults that you like. This family knows how to we would drink to, too. Well, we would, we would go to like my mom's friends. Like they would have like a uh, rotating kind of Christmas parties on Christmas Eve. And I remember like the realization like, oh, like everybody drinks so much in this. At least on yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Know, right? Back then, everybody
5: drank. Everybody the, was hammered. The house almost <laughs> caught fire <laughs> one time up? at the party that I went yeah. to. I was like, oh my God, this woman was so yeah. hammered speaking yeah. of
3: carrie preston uh, i i knew i recognized her from somewhere it's from true blood which is a show i basically what? mentally redacted because wow. i i i got mm-hmm. so disappointed in it but what's she's gonna wrong
5: know- with alexander Skarsgard? what do you got against him <laughs> It was good in it.
3: Uh, there were people that were good in it, but it was a dumb show. I mean, come on, like it started off okay, but like that was not a smart show. Uh, Better like,
5: than Twilight, though, in my opinion. Well,
3: that's a low barrier of entry, but I agree. Uh, person of interest, uh, The Good Wife. Basically, a lot of the TV shows that I'm not familiar with. Uh, she's been in, but she was uh-huh. also in Vicky Vic- Cristina Barcelona by uh, directed by nobody, of course. As we, uh, mm, as we yeah.
4: all, know. all right, we don't acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember her in that, but okay. Right.
3: I don't. I don't. I don't even. I don't even I saw that movie. I don't. I don't even
5: remember who directed it. Apparently, no one directed it. Yeah, no derives. one.
3: Barely. Just, just mm-hmm. like uh, Chinatown. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I saw. I
1: saw that. I saw that in theaters in 2008. Oh,
3: really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember anything about it? Scarlett Johansson, in that. It's like Rebecca Hall. Scarlett I remember. Johansson. I remember.
1: I remember Scarlett Johansson being in it, and I remember uh, Javier Bardem. But I don't remember well, Javier Bardem. Theater,
6: yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: I think they got drunk in one scene, and they were wandering through the city or something. And
4: uh,
3: <laughs> probably. <laughs> literally story, yeah story it. checks out story checks out <laughs> uh, but but I was so impressed with Carrie Preston's role that I definitely was like, I must have seen her in something else
4: right this yeah can't be like
3: the first thing she's's she's been all kinds of stuff I just, I just
4: yeah I it. actually pond, I thought is it one of those local hires she was so great and so convincing yeah. to me I was like, is it a local that he found? it was just great you know that happens sometimes like when Cohen the Cohen brothers did a serious man and half the cast were just yeah, local we're just, like
3: up, so just was, local do, people, do we
4: have right. that going on yeah but yeah. no she's a pro huh apparently
1: yeah. she was three different like three different characters in three different episodes of law and order criminal intent no,
5: that's <laughs> literally, no. let me tell you guys about the act- actors from guys from law and order there's people who played like one yeah. on intent one on SVU one <laughs> five times on regular law and order so it's
3: like no one outside of IMDb or like I assume a message board is going to care. I is mean, know like, yeah,
5: right. or care. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever, like, oh, I've seen him before. I'm like, yeah, you rewatch the show all the time. Of course, you've seen this person <laughs> 10 times before.
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. only a show like long Order they can pull off, like bring somebody back three times to play because really? it's evil. so
3: formulaic. Old
5: Tony yeah. Goldwyn's going to be on Law and Order replacing Sam Watterson. I'm like, okay, Mr. President, I see you. <laughs> uh, uh, well, and also, so Devinder uh, Randolph, I
3: forgot, she has a, a small but memorable role in Kajillionaire, too, the Miranda July movie. Uh, okay. Uh, she's the style. And, like, in the in the fact that, like, you'll remember it. You'll remember that character, right, in mm-hmm. that sort of way. But I feel like all of her roles have been kind of in that vein for the most part. So. Yeah. Like when when it started being like Oscar buzz of like her getting nominated and let alone being the favorite, uh, you know it was, it was like wow really? Cause I'm so that's... confused
5: why anyone nominated from The Color Purple. Like what, what was what was the effort?
3: <laughs> well, sure, but. Uh, because it's it is such a great performance, right? And and in the oh,
5: way that um Oh, she's young too. She is and she plays a mom. So okay, this is what I have issue with women of color. A lot of them end up playing roles that are way older mm-hmm. than okay than they actually are. That could that, yeah, that gone a way different way. That different got, way.
1: <laughs> that, that could have gone so much this is, this is She's the, the same
5: age as my sister. Wow. Oh. Yeah, right. 37. Wow. So okay, yeah.
3: so kind of same thing with, Amer- with uh, American fiction, the fact that
5: uh,
3: Jeffrey oh, Wright she's is- only
5: murders in the building? I know the guy who made that show. Uh, that's true.
3: American fiction, like uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright gets to actually act, you know, and it's a great role for him. And yes. he is great in it. I know people that like dog on the movie. Whatever, it's hard mm-hmm. to deny that like he's great in the role. Oh,
5: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, in that way, it's like Devendra Randolph here. It's like, yes, this is one of the best supporting roles that I saw that was not a movie called May December. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I, I think she's
1: she she obviously broke out doing Dolomite is my name. Like yeah, you know, she's great. Yeah, with with Eddie Murphy, but mm-hmm. I completely really forgot. I was like, "Where do I know her from?" And it's that. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, for,
5: mm-hmm. for me, it was only Murders in the Building because I, like, mm-hmm. I was like, "I she forgot she was in that." that. Yeah, yeah. She what is Officer she playing? Williams. Why am I blanking on this, Officer Williams? Oh, you're yeah! right. she's great. Of course. Oh, get her, get her. <laughs> I really <laughs> want to get. She's good. I really <laughs> want to get John Hoffman on the podcast so yeah. bad to talk about, like yeah. you know, maybe what inspired him to do the show because I love Only Murders in the Building. That's the a great fact, show. Yeah, the fact he got the. You, I mean, the talent. I mean, especially Divine yeah. Joy, like feature mm-hmm. Oscar winner. Hello.
3: It's it's mm-hmm. much more intelligent than. uh than many of the things out on TV.
5: Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable. Very yeah. enjoyable to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I see more opportunities for Divine Joy in, in the future for sure. Oh, for sure. Because it's like one of those
3: things that unfortunately requires something like getting the best supporting actress nomination, at least yeah. for people to even remotely pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. and 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 even with a surprise like look at palmas skull last year for for Sun, which was great you know uh mm-hmm. the, the, there's yeah. um he got he did about he did all of the strangers he did he's in the other movie with the, anyway whatever point of fact mm-hmm. great because she's awesome mm-hmm. i mean there there's some real she has some real great lines in this too you know mm-hmm. like the, the whole like you can't even dream a whole dream can you like yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> a devastating
1: line that was well, good because, because, and this is the thing about like the emotional, the emotional intelligence of this guy is just so stunted, right? Like right. that he can't, mm-hmm. like he can't even feel, like he can't even, he can't even yes. dream of like a, a better life for himself. Like no. he, he's been, mm-hmm. he's been traumatized and beat down into. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of stranded, like, mm-hmm. like, and and you know for a fact that if he didn't have this whole thing happen to him and if he didn't get fired. He would have just been to that school till he died. Ooh, he would have, right, died. Right. He would have oh, died. He would have died. He'd have been school. carried out in a coffin. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's
4: Absolutely. What's carried to on the ground. Off. Yeah. He would have
1: like. He would have, like had a heart attack like mid lecture. He would have got <laughs> yes, so worked right. up about like you know Marcus Aurelius. He would have been like he was. He was. He was killed. And then like he would have dropped dead. And there would have been. And he would have just been a footnote in like you know. Uh, in yeah. stories about the school but like yeah
3: and everyone would like, like it's crazy how that asshole died right
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, like, <laughs> it's probably a school it's probably a school that like uh senators have gone to like you mm-hmm. know like this kind of school is a very specific thing People like don't um, do
5: their jobs
1: yeah well like the, the the actual school they filmed it in like rotten or whatever like there's a place that like at the time right like the um the guy that ran that school was like an was like a national celebrity because all the you know all the famous politicians mm-hmm. that were raised mm-hmm. by him there's like an ethics code. But like what happens to that kind of place and like uh the closer to the modern world where like it feels like that kind of place is increasingly irrelevant. And it's more yeah. like these like uh LA kind of like creative schools or like kind of mm-hmm. like these weird charter schools for like rich people that end mm-hmm. up being uh put into those spots and not like not like a place like this which is like you know dripping with tradition but like mm-hmm. not gonna modernize like no, yeah, it's, how, it's how one of the ever... great,
4: like, shocking things that they actually are, he, he actually believes in this code of ethics that he can't, when he says a Barton man never lies, and that's yeah. so hilarious, and, like, so, that's so far in the past, Maybe even in he the just 70s, lies no his problem. ass off. and then he's lying his ass on <laughs> yeah, the
5: yeah.
4: but you're just like, really, it's amazing just to have a specific example of what was once uniformly true, that there was so much of a culture where people would invest in this idea that you could You'd have the code of honor of yeah, yeah. that people were going to try and live up to that are impossible. Yeah. I loved that about the film. I love that about the film trying to work with various levels of the past. You know, not only is Alexander Payne trying to make a movie that can pass for a seventies movie and it's set in the seventies, but it's this whole tradition thing and it's all in his own phrase, phrases, dead as the dodo. And yet they're living out. There's these forms that they're still living out. Like for me as a, as a former teacher, the absolute lack of grade inflation, where he's giving right. people like an F plus on their exam. That, he's yeah, but getting, not just
1: any God. people. Like the
4: highest like, grade is the like Angus senators, kids. Like senators, kids. And, like senators
1: kids. Yeah. and
4: yeah. you're like, that can't yeah. happen. Everyone has been yeah. pressured up into grade inflation. Everyone. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I mean,
5: I I would be like, it's so weird watching when I took of all classes, human sexuality. We did like an open book, open notes, open discussion, like five is, questionnaire type of is, like exam. And I'm like, can you just, I'm like, you're going to just put an A on all of our papers, right? He's like, absolutely. I'm like, why why are we doing this? Why do it. it The whole system is tottering. It's like, if if they
4: can't get you there any other way, there's extra credit. There's 9 million ways to carry you across the finish line. And I'm talking about UC Berkeley.
1: Right. where exactly.
4: there's still a reputation and standards right, right, imagine right, right. where there isn't <laughs> I
1: mean, well and it's well, it's part of it is is the idea that school like uh, you know academy is kind of is our commodity right like
3: yeah, it's something absolutely. that like,
1: like rich people can just kind of buy and pay for whether it's at you know uc berkeley or whether it's you know uh, an yeah. ivy league school or like whether it's you know even like um like like a smaller private academy like there's this idea that this is a commodity like you're you're mm-hmm. paying for your kid to go there and because of that you you want you know your kid to succeed you're paying there.
5: for a good grade yeah mm-hmm. you're not you're doing what that uh, becky did huh, yeah. mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> william <laughs> h macy yeah i <laughs> uh, went with the prison for
1: that the, oh, that's the, right. She
4: did, she did, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, the one
1: kind of thing that's sad enough that you're like, all right, a celebrity actually can go to prison for that. Right? In like yeah. Twenty first century thing. America. Yeah, that's well, a like thing.
5: a white collar type of crime of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but you guys bringing that up, it makes
3: sense that like you know the that sort of like the specter of punishment of misbehavior is like mm-hmm. going to military school, right? Because mm-hmm. this isn't this is set in the seventies where it's like, yeah, no, there's yeah. actually yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, we want
5: to send you off to, to your death in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, you're, like, you're being threatened with death. Exactly.
3: It's <laughs> yeah. not like when it's used in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? Which, which is like you know, still great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. It doesn't like hit the same. It, uh, you know, it's like it's like no, that actually like that would be a real that would be a real concern, a
4: real terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And like he'd probably, and you know, Angus would probably be most likely to be sent off than like any of the rich kids. You know, like as you know, Saint Fogarty uh, pointed mm-hmm. out, fortunate son, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's interesting to have that be set up as part of like the mosaic of of his past and his situation because it isn't really spelled out. You're just Mm -hmm. like, well, why is? why was he left behind? Like, what's okay. They can't get a hold. That's weird. And mm-hmm. then like, it, no you know, child left behind. Y'all remember <laughs> that? They, 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 they didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't get the memo. Uh, but, <laughs> but then you, it, it, you get in this situation where, well, it's actually like wild complicated. And then mm-hmm. like the whole thing, cause, cause you just think he's being a dick when he dishes out in the movie. Cause like, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever, like, you know, Paul J. Mata's character is just cutting up and like, you know, giving unneeded mm-hmm. information as, as he's
1: he, being like, uh he's being like, um, uh max and fucking kate fear doing the right, max right. Katie like, wow. <laughs> exactly.
5: like max katie <laughs> <looking> <laughs> and laughing real loudly oh my god he should start laughing <laughs> well i mean i'm
3: talking about what he's like It's like well actually this movie does a good depiction of the cheyenne I was like dude shut up shut that up is- nobody cares right That's now we're right. trying to watch the movie we are trying to watch That's the movie Please right. the other
1: guy tries to shush him and he's like shut the fuck up to the other <laughs> to
3: the other guy which like That's no right. dude like you're completely in the wrong ear, dude. It reminds me of that
5: scene out of a scary movie. No, yeah, scary movie where re, where uh, oh god, Regina, right? Is that, no? That was her name.
4: I don't know. I don't know. No. But she's like
5: laughing. She's watching Shakespeare in Love, and she's like, "Oh my god, about to have a heart attack!" And everyone's like, "Shut, <laughs> shut up, lady!" And she's like, "Let me eat my food!" And I'm like.
1: That's it's not that even is,
5: it's, it's, not Shakespeare. it's Shakespeare and, that, and I still have issues with Shakespeare and Love I should not have won any Oscars that year fuck Bobby Weinstein <laughs> no, We don't even, we, don't even, uh, we don't
1: even need Andy to get us off topic <laughs> 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 but
5: I'm just saying it's, it's like a it's, it's a it's a it's a trouble where people like you know react in a movie theater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: well you know that's his his version of like I feel like that's his version of like letting loose almost right oh like, absolutely yeah. yeah he's being a cool Let guy loose. hanging
3: out I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: Yes, he's having this unusual experience of watching a movie and right, engaging right. with it, and he wants to be able to. Say I mean, so. okay, he's, still, still,
1: he's able still to engaging with it as your ancient
3: civ teacher. Yeah, yeah, he would have ima- a great imagine, podcaster. Imagine pop-up video with the most annoying person you know, but, it's, it's, it, but also <laughs> it's the subtitles fun. are being read aloud.
1: It's uh, it's mystery, mystery, history, teacher, three thousand. You know, he's like, this movie is actually pretty accurate to the Cheyenne
3: history, science, theater, three thousand. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, that was yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> good. Uh, a lot of good little cameos in this too the mm-hmm. guy uh was it kelly a coin is his name who who plays his old classmate um mm-hmm. with, with the, like he's in oh. billions and he's he's really good in billions which which is full of people do, like doing really good work like it's like got a really got a really good character oh. actors and
5: actresses mm-hmm. in it and of course uh, Tate donovan who was hercules in the hercules movie <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: Getting get like back to what matters, the Hercules. Yeah, movie. They, they yeah. found they found that <laughs> the
1: one kid uh, more annoying than he is in the beginning. You know, like but like before yeah. you feel sympathetic towards Angus, before you're like, oh, right. this kid like has it rough and like. You know he becomes likable like he's kind of unlikable in the beginning oh, of it. Yes. and they find the one kid way more unlikable than him that
3: still <laughs> <Yes. his> fucking family <laughs> yeah, photo this and is right this wrong. outright villain of a kid yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. exactly a horrible <laughs>
4: racist overt racist scumbag of a kid yeah make yeah. sure yeah.
3: that like one glove gets gone just yeah. like as an extra a yeah. hole measure. Yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love
1: how, how much he works. wrecks that kid you know when he's like you know they're going back and forth and he's like it's the winter like your parents are not renovating their house they just don't right. want you at their house for the holiday. Yeah, just I mean, he
4: tough. has a
3: point, though, Angus, he has a point. <laughs> well, and it's, but I like that casual brutality that actually happens with kids. And that's one of the things I have oh, so, yeah. a problem with, like, so many movies that are set in, in schools where it's like, come on. First of all, people aren't generally that clever, and they're definitely mm-hmm. much more cruel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like when you have a situation where it's like well well, those things are actually pretty well represented you know right mm-hmm.
4: like, especially <laughs> in the old days before the anti-bullying things yeah i think it before, has made a difference
1: It's got woke oh my god well i <laughs> just talking
4: to my godsons and they, and you know my god my god my the older of them won prom king and his girlfriend won prom queen and believe me they never would have won in my era they were like these complete <laughs> complete I don't know, oddball people who wore Skull t-shirts and were, there were not yes, at all the mainstream yeah. kids who would want. So I was like, something has changed. Something has radically changed since my era. When <laughs> Those kids are popular now. Sorry? Those kids are
5: popular now. Yeah, It, it, it all yeah. had
4: shifted. And this is a number of years ago, but it all, everything yeah. had changed. And I was just like, I don't recognize any of this, but it sounds better than what I remember. What I remember was horrifying. Yeah, yeah. It
3: exactly sound like a prison. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Yeah, it was principals
4: throwing kids into lockers, and there was just casual violence from yeah. faculty to students and between students. And it was just, and the bullying and the insulting, it was just rampant and off the charts. Yeah, it was terrible. You,
1: you, you get the feeling, though, in this movie, right? Like that kind, of, that kind of stuff still exists. And not only does it still exist, oh, yeah. um, like, no one really cares. Like no one really cares about it, you know, unless you get to a situation where they do, right? Like, like right. the one in a million thing is, you yeah. know, that they found the snow globe or whatever that he gives to his dad that he stole mm-hmm. from the woman's house, and then they're like, "He like, did you let him go see his dad?" Like, mm-hmm. but like, what what are the chances of that being a uh, you know a thing that actually busts them?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, it, well, it's it's only because of the the fraught relationship between her and her. You know, yeah. I guess former husband, and that's it. And, and you know, and, and again, like that's going to be something <laughs>
1: her, her fraught very well, then,
5: ma'am. Fra- <laughs> fraught relationship between her and Jack so. Nicholson,
1: and one flew over the mask. yeah,
5: yeah, dude. dude
1: a- big... After the lobotomy, <laughs>
3: <laughs> big, big nurse ratchet vibes, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, she like... just
5: stares up like this and doesn't make any expressions, and I'm like, um, well, and and you have Indeed.
3: to understand, like you get the indication. There's more to that story than just what's what's being shown right then yeah. and there. She right? cares
5: more about money than her own son. That's that's what it is. It, well, it's,
3: it's inconvenient to have him around. That's what it is. Yeah. It's inconvenient. That's, yeah, it, it was, seems even more damning somehow, but it's in it. it the inconvenience Not exactly,
1: like. exactly <laughs> i already i already don't don't like that actress because she's been in so many things i feel like like i, I was looking at what she's been in and it's like, like it's even like the hangover she's been in like a lot of those things but she's oh, yeah. always like a very it's always a super bitchy character right oh, yeah. oh, really she like, looks like a I super went, bitch I, yeah i went <laughs> into it well then i'm like oh my god i hate this kid's mom already I, mean, <laughs> Why do I subconsciously hate her she was she was like she's really bitchy the hangover she was a 40 year old virgin she's the woman that uh steve carell's like when she when he's speed dating or whatever that like yeah, she was
3: on oh, mad tv yeah. oh, really yeah. wow
5: <laughs> that's wow, hilarious that's funny well wow.
3: i know she looked familiar i just but it was like one of those things that's Deck like the
5: whole okay. she's in a lot of hits y'all oh wow she's she always
3: good. always playing the all same the kind of character over movies yes,
5: I mean, yeah. Wow. yeah she's in
3: step brothers she
4: was
5: mad like- tv damn TV.
3: <laughs> like
4: for a serious career at this all right uh,
3: <laughs> I would be remiss to uh, not throw in the cherries jubilee scene and so we could we could talk about that because mm-hmm. how great is that scene which mm-hmm. which is which I feel like mm-hmm. there's been iterations of that scene and in, in other things uh, mm-hmm. five easy pieces there's actually an iteration mm-hmm. on five easy pieces right? like no mm-hmm.
5: the kids underage you can't have anything dessert even though mm-hmm. alcohol does kind of burn mm-hmm. off or whatever. Yeah.
4: And all which, these which, attempts at compromise and nothing can possibly work. There's like no way
3: to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, so it's and, then, and and you're just kind of like, well, how is this going to play out? And then, and then like, again, <laughs> yes. we're trained now to think of like Larry David, right? Where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, it's, you know, like, so it's almost like you, you think it's going to turn that way, but then then ball Dunham says, uh, <laughs> And I wrote it down. Chris on a crutch. What kind of fascist hash foundry are you running <laughs> yes, here? I love that line. Which... <laughs> if there was just that line in this movie, I would be. I love this movie because because it's that's the perfect deployment again of this Ignatius Riley, like way too smart for his own good and way too focused on stuff that doesn't matter kind of guy that he's yeah. like just has like the best the best yeah. response oh, you know. Beautiful. Well, and he, and uh, it's it also was, great
4: the the <laughs> denouement in the parking lot where where they've added too much. Would they <laughs> make <making> their own <laughs> they goes the up parking up Believe <laughs> that was nicely done too. <laughs> it's so um, good
3: it's and, it, and it's the kind of so again when we talk in, about this movie being thinking you know what it is and thinking oh this is going to be a found family redemption mm. story it's the grinch it's this it's that it's the mm. other thing and it's like yeah but not how you think it's going to be like it, mm. it, it, it it happens but in ways that are new and interesting and funny and, yeah. and kind of like weird little slice of life like uh vignettes <laughs> cool. that are actually based in reality instead of like the hallmark channel yeah. yeah,
1: well, so so David Hemmingson that wrote this uh said that he purposely gave Paul Giamatti like as many like tongue twister kind of things as he could. <laughs> so it's something like fascist house hash, hash boundary, like you can't <laughs> take yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, la-
3: I'm laughing again, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I wanted to play this clip of the guy that actually wrote it talking about uh so I guess he based his character, he based the Paul Giamatti character on his uncle. And he had written this, he had written this pilot, like this uh, TV pilot that was like, he wanted to do about like a boarding school. And it was going to be about like set pretty much in this universe, but it was like a TV show that he wanted to do about his dad. His parents got divorced and like this really messy thing. His dad worked at the school that he got sent to. And then his uncle was like acting like his dad pretty much. You know what I mean? Because his parents were like split apart and his mom got Mm -hmm. remarried really fast. So he wrote this thing about like his uncle as like this character.
3: Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Think of uh, what it means to be like human, a person. Yeah. And the idea of, of ha- having these paradoxes, these contradictory ideas in our head, sure. like hating school and uh-huh. hating your teachers, yeah. but carrying their wisdom for like your entire life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I I, I literally have nightmares about being back in school. Yep. But I, I think
2: about
3: seen. my teachers every day.
2: Yeah, they have a positive, oh, positive and sometimes negative influence. Sometimes they model what not to do. But often, oftentimes, like, you know, there's just stuff that you're not ready for back in the day. And it could be, you know, it could be the context of adolescence, which is a, a difficult and fraught time to begin with. Yeah. But I feel like oftentimes teachers, my dad was a teacher, like teachers will give you things that don't really come to fruition for decades. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, my God, that's what they were talking about, you know, which is awesome. That's what great teachers do. And even bad teachers do that sometimes, you know.
1: So if I'm not mistaken, this started out as a, as a TV spec script, as like an idea for a series, right?
2: Yeah. What happened was I wrote this pilot about my own personal experiences uh, at this prep school. I call it the name of the pilot Stonehaven. And it was very much the story of like me uh, going to the school. My father, my parents had divorced. and I was kind of strange from my dad. He, he was teaching there. And it was sort of like, and then my uncle, who sort of had become my de facto father, this sort of troika of people, in my, you know, that, that were influencing me. And Alexander got a hold of it. And uh, had been thinking about this idea for about a dozen years about a prep school uh, over Christmas and called me up out of the blue. I almost hung up on him because I didn't I thought someone was bullshitting me. You know, I'm dead serious, man. I have a buddy named Bob, a screenwriter, and he will has in the past called me up and kind of disguised his voice and said, like, you know, David Hemmings and Francis Ford Coppola. You know, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh God. Um, how, how did you? I contacted WMA. I was wondering, and like, I'll, I'll get all breathless, and I'll be like, you know, well, I, I don't know what to say. And he's like, Psych, you're an idiot. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, let's go get a beer. And I'm like, why? Why are you so cruel to me? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> God, but I, I, the phone call came, and I was driving back from, um, I was driving back from LAX, and uh, I, I, didn't even see who it was. I was kind of tired and I, I picked up the phone. David Hemmingson, Alexander Payne. And I, I was about to say, fuck you, Bob, you know, and hang up. And then I saw the, the Omaha area code and I was like, oh, oh, is this really Alexander Payne? He's like, yeah, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I love, I read your TV pilot, loved it. I thought, okay, great, he's going to make my pilot. Immediately said, I don't want to make your pilot, yes. but I would love it if you wrote a movie for me in the same world. Uh, so would you write a prep school movie for me? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how it happened. He'd read the pilot and then I sort of broke it totally, hit a log line for the movie he wanted you know, which was kind of ocularly challenged, odiferous professor stuck at Christmas <laughs> as punishment with these kids, o-diferous. and one of the kids' mothers <laughs> has abandoned him because she's gone on her honeymoon. That's what he had. Mm-hmm. Go, and so everything else, everything else was sort of I, I kind of made up everything else. So you didn't know Alexander? No, nope, <laughs> but my one of the reasons I'm still with my my now manager used to be agent was that I wrote this pilot, and he was sort of like, I really like this weird little pilot you wrote. That's so specific, no one will ever make. So. <laughs> Thanks for wasting my time and yours. Kind of like, you know, he said to me, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but I guess I'll hang on to it because it's a nice piece of writing. And then he managed to get to a friend of Alexander's because he'd heard that from this friend who's also a client of my, my manager. So he had a client who knew Alexander and got it to Alexander through that client.
1: Not to put the cart in front of the horse or anything, but would you like to expand that pilot as like a, like a sequel spin-off?
2: Kind of I don't thing, think amazing. I don't think it would ever line up with the holdovers because it's actually sent I think it would honestly, between you and me, brother, I, I think it would make a great TV show. I still do.
3: Yeah, oh, There you go. <laughs> that is a man looking for more work. <laughs> 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 hey, He's Oscar nominated now, you know, hey, it's yeah, maybe.
4: maybe but uh, that's exactly that's so hilarious. It's so specific. No one will want to see it. You're like, yeah, my fucking God is really. Yeah, we can't at. connect at all the very, very specific world to like more universal themes. What the fuck? How, what is this impairment we have? I, I would give anything for a series of ultra specific show me a world and how it works. Yeah. Get me yeah. in there. What the hell? That's Everybody's yeah. trying to well, be
3: all things, all people, and you get a bunch of pabulum instead. No. I'm,
1: I mean, what I will say is I think, as like, if you're someone I think that does managing for like a TV writers, like, I feel like maybe you're trained to see these things on TV as like they have to be so Universalist and so yeah. uh, like easily easily appeal to people that they can sell ads in between them and people will watch those ads so I could mm-hmm. see being trained but like I mean in some ways it's nice that he's like it is a nice piece of writing like, you clearly put your heart into it yeah. no one's ever gonna what else no one's, have ever, you gonna, got? So no one's ever gonna buy had. it that's yeah. the
4: classic question and if you even around the fringes of showbiz no matter what you show to anyone, they always like what you show them and then say, what else have you got? Yeah. That's totally right, right, different right. from this.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. right,
4: right. It's mad. But well, this is why we're right. all so bored as fuck. Who are we kidding?
5: <laughs> we're bored
4: yeah. out of our minds and we talk ourselves into liking things more. I do it all the time. I know I do. People think I'm so harsh on on movies and TV, and I never like anything. I'm like, you do not even know. Really, and really, really, walking myself that. into shit. Like <laughs> this is pretty good. Oh, yeah, I, I don't. I
1: don't see people nice. on Twitter get mad at that after reading Jacobin articles at all.
5: <laughs> 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 yeah, I've some people say I'm like, "What? Jacobin needs better review." Like, oh, oh my god. god, get a break. <laughs> Come. I'm like get I'm like
3: just chill out. Well, but for me it's also like, oh, Eileen really likes that one. Great. And honestly, like I have talked to you this before, Eileen. Like nine times out of 10 I agree with you like Aww. like and, and and so I know if you you're kind of my canary in a coal mine if you'd be like yeah this thing's a piece of crap then i be like great I'll miss it
1: well, <laughs> it's like, people people really want people really want critics to like what they like and not like what they don't like right right like, right a lot of times well yeah that's little, true
3: but
4: on the yeah. other hand there's an, an added irony and then if you write a really loving piece you get much less response than if yeah, you do a cares. hate piece people <laughs> yeah. find hate pieces exhilarating even yeah. if they're mad at you they like it all like wow yeah. but if you write yeah. a beautifully composed dedication to something great it's like crickets
5: out there get ready for my review of *A uh, man Web*, written by the dudes <laughs> behind morbius yeah
3: exactly get, get everyone get everyone's limbic system lit up like a christmas tree you know
5: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, I, look i mean there's there's also just very little actual movie criticism these days. Everything's like part of like a PR campaign. Absolutely. Yeah. It, so many and, of these
4: people are so bought and paid for that I don't even think they know they are anymore. I think in the old days they knew they were. right There used to be something called it's a terrible term we don't use it anymore but it was called you're a quote or you'd write punchy little <laughs> phrases.
3: Oh, so they could put it on the poster. Or whatever they could yeah. put on the
4: poster. This was like obviously happening. Everyone was suddenly writing three-word sentences that would go yeah. on a fucking poster. So you know it was it was insidious in there. But now it's just it's just part of the way everything operates. So these that critics were like. Thumbs up. Everyone should sort of see it, I guess. I wrote a plot summary and said thumbs up. That's it. And you're just like, how can this go on? It's it's well, It's, yeah, the, world of, it's yeah. the
1: world of YouTube, right? Like they let critics uh, or letterbox interview. because
5: because yeah. now you you see people's letterbox reviews on people on Wikipedia yeah. articles of like yeah. the, the the reception section of a movie now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like okay. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're awesome. setting
3: it my bit, Christine. Are we? Are we doing it? I feel. I, I, I mean, maybe,
5: that. but I'm just. But I'm just saying it's I, like, I, like some of the people who are who get like the screeners, like people like mm-hmm. us, should be getting all that shit. Not gonna, you know, not gonna lie. We we deserve a lot better, but like, mm-hmm. it's like they're Like they use my my letterbox review in the reception yeah. section for Barbie or whatever, and I'm like,
3: Yeah, yeah, great. Damn. Cool. But I mean, how do you enjoy the, giving their free labor? Part yeah. of it is yeah. that they've taken, yeah. they've taken yeah. the
1: critic out of just you know the print medium and made the critic right. into an online celebrity themselves that gets right. to go like do Everyone's something like you know, inter- like they get to interview somebody on the red carpet or they get mm-hmm. to make oh, yeah. a YouTube video or they you're at the big like, press uh,
4: junkets, you're at yeah, yeah, the yeah. premiere.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so because of that, I feel like you know every critic now looks at everything as like a career opportunity, and they're like, yeah. how do I, how do I turn this into like, okay, you know, I
3: leverage this into, some, yeah, yeah, yes.
1: yeah,
4: yeah, into an interview with you know whoever, Timothée Chalamet, <laughs> Tim- Timote,
1: yes. But I mean, but I feel like you see the same. thing. I call him like, Bob uh, Dylan. Thank you. You <laughs> Same things with like uh, you know like food critics or anything like that, right? Like they they at some point like, can't want- be
5: going to Ramsey
1: they want like a um they want an invite to like the big you know the, the big yeah. new restaurant or whatever so they're yeah. like oh this restaurant you know i'll you be in, the guy that says this restaurant's good for you
3: like, yeah if you light yeah. it up then you just get disinvited right so yeah. like then, yeah. then that's no fun yeah. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> which allows mediocrity to hold sway that's what, <laughs> it's what, what that weird. means so you, you get like movies that like you read a review and i'm like i swear i saw that movie and it was a different movie like i know <laughs> what i saw wasn't good at all and i don't know why that person said that i'm like oh well they probably
1: we, also, a live at, we right. also live at we also live a time where if you really like something, you can direct your anger at the like at the critic. You Like right, right. that's got to sway how people view things too, because they like, like when you, you told that wanna, dude on the Wizard of Oz that. episode
3: to kill himself, even though he'd been dead for fifty years. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those guys. But I am. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Ooh. Even, even if Eileen can't hang up, are we going to do an after party? Because I have some thoughts about some trailers that dropped. Yeah, yeah we will. Are, are, do you, you want to talk about Madam Web? Is that what we're going to talk about?
3: Well, no, or, or
5: wicked or death pool
4: three.
3: Okay. Or oh, I know, I just hell.
5: saw the
4: wicked one. I mean, we're getting off yeah. topic of here, but
5: yeah, wow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. the slippers are still silver, they're not no. ruby. Oh, they're, they're silver <laughs> shoes. Oh, okay, oh, right. yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. mm. yes. anyway,
4: <laughs> anyway, could we talk quickly about the fact that Alexander Payne makes very few movies? He hasn't yeah. made a movie, I believe, since 2017, which was, was downsizing. downsizing,
3: which I didn't see. I didn't see that. It,
4: I it might be the only person who's seen it. It did so badly, and it was atrocious. <laughs> one
3: person turns out one it was, person saw it. It
4: stanked <laughs> like beyond belief, and it was genuinely painful to watch. It was just terrible. Oh, man. he was trying to do a kind of sci-fi social commentary thing, and was really was your review more like
3: Alexander? Painful? Was yeah, it was,
5: was definitely <laughs> L- or just or just. To, uh, or just it just spelled like pain. P A I. Was Matt Damon in it? I feel like. Yes, Matt Damon
4: was the sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember
5: when that came out. I didn't. I didn't watch it. But... Oh,
4: nobody <clears throat> watched. I reviewed it, and I was uh, reviewing it in a void, knowing I was. I knew no it, one had seen it. Shrink? Nobody read my review because no one had seen it. It was not, right, and, But it was right. so painful because it was like all of his skills had just disappeared. And what's so? It's very rare to follow a director for decades. And and see that happen to them, like they have them just miss the mark
3: that much, and then to
4: come back like this. So I was watching the holdovers, just going, this can't be happening. It's so good. It's like he's director. After having had a stroke or something, <laughs> it's like I Rocky mean,
3: Balboa after that Rocky movie. We do not speak was, of.
4: That's very good. wait. Which <laughs> one? So it does
3: not exist. So I can't speak of. Yeah, that.
4: <laughs> and then he spends years and years on every goddamn film. It's, it's an amazing thing.
3: Yeah, and, and yeah. like it's it's no, I agree because like I I just mentally redacted it because it didn't make sense that like that movie existed. I'm like, I'm, oh yeah, it was. I it's nothing like his wrong. other movies. It's
4: <laughs> the whole thing just doesn't work. It's just yeah. Insane.
3: He's way uh, out on a
4: limb; it doesn't
3: work. Yeah. We are going to be doing Nebraska uh, next month, so I'm, exci- I'm excited for that. Excited oh, to visit that cool. one. Yeah. A great, great Bruce Term performance there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting to. I mean, God, I, I'm very fascinated by this this writer guy. Like, and, and again, like, so I guess he got started on the doing the Adventures of Pete and Pete. If any, if you even remember that show, which was like yeah. a, I think Nickelodeon, like a Nickelodeon show, um, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like on the weirder side like it was it was this is gonna sound funny but it's like uh if if you tried to take like one part david lynch Mm -hmm. and and two parts kid show like it was a very just weird like it was funny um yeah it was weirder than than like uh it really had any right to be Mm -hmm. um so, but smartly written, like more smartly written than, than a kid show needs to be mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like that, that was, that was how we got his, uh, his, his start. In, in, but like this dude's almost 60 and like, this well, is like his awesome. first thing that's like hit it, 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 and like, obviously, like, the, I mean, freaking nominated for, is it, uh, mm-hmm. it's original screenplay, right? Original screenplay, for mm-hmm. this one, I think, like, yes. mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated by late, late period success. You know, mm-hmm. because it's sort of like there's plenty of people that are just like doing the work and it just doesn't matter. And yeah, keep, you know, people have near misses and it just doesn't matter. But mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I, David, David, David how many, how many since thing, it seems like, like looking at his, uh, you know, like his Wikipedia or whatever. He's one of those people that they bring in when a show is like either floundering or getting started.
3: Punch at, up. He, he does. Yeah. Right. He, he does lots of like, hey, this isn't working for some reason. Please fix it. <laughs> he does like that kind of work, which uh, they call punch up in comedy. But th- there's definitely uh, a lot of situations where you basically have a flawed premise from the start, like the characters don't work, like the the concept. Mm-hmm. But like you bring someone in to kind of like, all right, can you can you polish this turd first, please, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like he's been like has been stuck doing much of that. Which, if you think about like how writers operate, like that's you know <laughs>
1: they they brought they brought him in for uh, for a bunch of episodes of Blackish
3: really
5: <laughs> well anyway
3: I, I just think i think it's interesting because it's so smartly written it's one of the best um it's one of the best written movies i can think of in a while and actually i think there was there's been a lot of good writing in films recently mm-hmm. but this one really stood out to me uh, mm-hmm. as far as the working but also being clever because are things that are like very clever like i mean bottoms is pretty clever And I like like it, you know, I like that
4: was really enjoyable.
3: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was was clever in ways that I think it doesn't get for. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's the other thing. If you're a comedy, Mm -hmm. maybe it should be funny right <laughs> yeah
4: that's, it's a radical new idea but i'm for it <laughs> and i laughed yeah. a
3: lot during bottoms it was completely yeah, absurd i, I laughed it was a lot thrilling.
4: it was i think we were all more thrilled even than made any sense just for that reason alone it was right. funny
3: it was like wow this is an actual comedy that is yeah, funny, amazing yeah. uh but i think it's it's notable that mm-hmm. it, like writing like look at the writer's strike <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like people like don't even understand what writing is if they're, if they're not total nerds. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be real. So like, Frankie could be writing and they wouldn't know.
5: <laughs> he would be the best writer ever.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, so and people
4: don't internalize like the consequences unless you're somehow wired in. I mean, like, you know, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Ethan Cohen's Driveaway Dolls, a comedy. Oh, yeah,
3: that was great. Come out. I forgot about It, it. is yeah.
4: finally coming out on the 23rd of this month, but it was held up by the SAG strike, So it was supposed was to come right. out ages back. Rent. So that's why, if you saw previews and you were tracking it, you just kept seeing the preview going over and what over again.
5: When is this movie <laughs> going to come cold? out? Like Dune <laughs> yeah. 2. I mean, I can't wait to get that popcorn bucket and sign it for a lucky movie night extravaganza viewer.
3: <laughs> did you see the popcorn bucket, Eileen? You had to
5: have. did not. Oh no, my really? God.
3: Oh my oh God. No. <laughs>
5: what
3: is the All right. Christina Forrest set it up. I'm going to look for it.
5: Oh, so they oh, released exciting. a. F- you know how a lot of movies that come out, they release something big like a popcorn bucket yeah. out of some sort, and mur- or like a drink thing. Well, yeah. they decided to make the cup kind of look like the worm thingy, and it had it looks like it looks like a vagina with teeth. Oh, like if you put a lot of butter in it, it's just gonna go. This is this
3: this is the popcorn bucket, Aileen.
5: <laughs>
1: like, Ew, gross! my favorite <laughs> okay, thing about it is that it, it also seems to have the worm shaft kind of. like <laughs> <That thing. definitely laughs> and cool. it seems to be made of brick of some kind of brick. Yes, like, uh... there
4: seems to be a brick. <laughs> yeah, that is really disgusting.
1: Wow! Yeah. So this that's is, this is like the the contraption that you'd find at Barton Academy. <laughs> That some kid would have made. That some kid would have made, you know, with with uh, found objects to use as a flashlight. Right. right, right.
3: Uh, well, and there's a great, uh, and then we we do need to, to, to finish a bit and close the show out. But there's a, there's a great interview with Rebecca Ferguson where she's um, who's in uh, Doom too, and she's asked about this, and and like she gets to she like reacts to it in real time, and she basically goes, "Oh, I guess they didn't have an intern to run this past." <laughs> Yes, I'm, those lines. I'm, I'm wondering, do
1: they amazing. not do they not have like rooms of people that they're like, hey, before we we
3: put this online, like, maybe, like, right? Yeah, like, let's like, run this maybe, past maybe a young person. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can we can see if we can. We, you know what? This is yeah. brilliant. It's put an like, it
1: introduction. It's production. Like, a, <laughs> like a room full of like <laughs> it's like a room full of like horny like divorced
3: executives. That
1: are like, oh man, Can I borrow that for a second? Like, I just want to want to make sure the feel is right. You know, get some. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right.
3: So Letterboxd, of course, is a place for film lovers to talk out with and to each other, uh, talk about the movies they love, maybe the movies that they didn't love, the movies that they got held over at school because their parents are a-holes. And of course, all this is best expressed succinctly, right? It's a bottom of democracy, but you, you, you have to keep it short. Everyone's working on their type five and uh, hoping that they, that they get to go to the premieres and be around the famous people. Uh, but of course there is entertainment value to all of this and that is what we do here for the letterbox one-liners these are the letterbox one-liners for the holdovers let's roll them. they made a movie that feels like walking to a warm house after being outside in the snow all day Aww. and it was excellent <laughs>
1: yeah uh, the, the first half feels like you're outside in that in that cold snow right. and then the mm-hmm. second half you're like oh my god thank god i'm i'm inside
3: now <laughs> Yes, that's, true. that's true especially when the, like he loses the uh the glove too it's like yeah the loudest slap i've ever heard to the they don't make movies like they used to <laughs> kind of foam <film> guys yeah that's <laughs> true
1: there's something almost like i, I don't want to say like jimmy stewart-esque but like there's something very classic hollywood about this okay. uh, about like and, and you don't feel like it's going to be for the first like you know little bit of it or like it shouldn't mm. feel that way because you know it's like a lot of it is almost uh, kind of grotesque in the way they present, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Paul yeah. Giamatti character. But like by the end of it, there's just something so like golden age of Hollywood
3: about it. Well, that's it's, why I, yeah. I mentioned Sullivan's Travels. Like it, it's, it kind of plays like a Preston Sturgis movie almost mm-hmm. somehow too. Yeah, right? like it's got that old school sort of sensibility. Yeah.
4: Well, and it sticks the landing. It gets the ending, which I was sure which through the which whole no movie modern did. movies do. Yes. They <laughs> never do, and I thought for sure it would botch it, and they didn't botch it. Incredible.
3: Although Past Lives has a pretty great ending.
1: i mean the the only way that they could really like it's a perfect like if they showed you what he was doing after this it's like oh you kind of oh yeah that would have been terrible yeah you killed the open-endedness of like yeah this this is a guy this guy could do anything like like, he's basically leaving college like he's basically leaving where you know the the (laughs) cover. i mean he's like a a 65 year old or like whatever like like, 60 year old guy like leaving college for the like finally like you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen from here? I don't know. He might, you know, he he might need one of those jobs. that's like, oh, this is an entry level position, and then they're like, but you need twenty years of experience. Some <laughs> man call
3: Saul uh, working at the, uh, the mall. Uh, by the way, Paul Giamatti's only fifty six. Just FYI. Oh wow!
4: Well, you know, they make they,
1: they make him older. They always sure. older. Like, he always seems yeah, older. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: uh, yeah. Yeah, we, with some great. uh a great DJN move with with the the, the alcohol mouthwash. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. little details. Well, just in case they pull him over. Yeah, absolutely. Paul Giamatti thinks about the Roman Empire every three point seven seconds. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: mm. See, two things in this movie became very appreciated that they could not have known. Right, like there was that discourse, and there was also all the all the plagiarism shit that like made the you know yeah, the, the yeah. president of Harvard resign, and then right. Like, right. that, that oh, whole right. back and forth, like a little too on the nose. Yeah. Like, yeah. is, like talks about plagiarism at Harvard ever? Like, I mean, outside of like the academic community. <laughs>
4: right, that's right. Very weirdly topical. Yeah.
3: I don't believe that Teddy suffered the necessary consequences for what he did to Angus's Angus's I, his- <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No.
4: He doesn't agree. pay. It's true. He
3: does not pay. Uh, he the, the only say. thing he really
1: pays with is like he gets win wind wind. He gets burned. wind bird Karma's yeah, exactly.
3: right. <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> They have that sadness in their eyes that you only see in Eastern European <laughs> gay porn. I, <laughs> I
1: don't even know what that means, but. I don't either. That's but... <laughs> pretty funny. And you
4: only had to look at the photo here to be able to say that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Great, great, great uh, background worker. Yeah. In the Roman Empire.
3: <laughs> Perfectly captured the most important elements of the holiday spirit. Loneliness, <laughs> depression, and alcoholism. Smiley
4: hey.
1: I, I love I love the I love the he's getting lit like eleven a.m. eleven a.m.
4: And I love that this is a necessity. Like how many tributes right. to drinking are in this film? Champagne of <laughs> beers, it's just constant. That's very seventies. Very yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> what do you what do you think about Miller Highlife? It's the champagne
3: of beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so good. If you can, I highly recommend seeing this in a small but full theater comprised almost entirely of Berkeley residents in their 60s. <laughs> in their 60s. We were cracking the fuck up in there. Oh, I thought they would be
5: like, well, this is an actual description of what was like for young schoolboys," boys in he said, Shut up! Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be if he, if the character was there. Yeah. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> this, is a, this is a review specifically written for Eileen. Like, so
3: right, right, <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I have like seen Pierce, I have I've seen multiple movies and, uh, you know, like full theaters of Berkeley residents in the 60s.
3: Yeah,
4: that's sadly true. It's usually much to. more solemn and, you know, self-important. <laughs> so this is a nice break from that, actually.
3: Right, right. Mm. A movie that is both hot chocolate for the soul and chicken soup for the lazy eye.
4: <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just telling you, he would have had exercises to fix that lazy eye or something <laughs> decades later.
3: It was a different time. <laughs> I don't know why, but I started crying when they made Angus Cherry's Jubilee. Oh
4: What a sweetie. You're like Miss Lydia. Aww. Aww exactly. Just
1: get some brandy. He's had a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> Aww.
3: That's oh, so good. Like being beaten to death by Cat Stevens album. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Those are the Letterbox One-liners for the holdovers. Please,
1: I've had, I've had that song crying.
3: Please follow the show on our HQ account at Movie Night Extra on Letterbox, where we're posting stories of all the various episodes for the movies that we cover, as well as lots of other really great bonus content. As far as that goes, uh, you can also follow your host there, the Barton Academy janitor at Always Flacco. <laughs> He is uh, logging on the stuff we do in this show, uh, giving his, his unique sensibilities there as well.
1: <laughs> that makes me sound like I'm I'm fucking Paul What? He's got unique sensibilities. He's got unique sensibilities.
3: <laughs> uh, I am, of course, at Kona Neutron, uh, Meditations by Kona Neutron. I'm watching the Highbrow, the Midbrow, the Populous uh, Fair. You can follow me along for the Criterion Challenge if you feel so inclined, Film School Dropouts, all that good stuff. I am up in there. The leftovers podcast down there. Uh, Christina at um Christina. She logs stuff when she feels like it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and she's on there as well. Eileen Jones has no doesn't even know what letterbox is. It's, it's oh, her sorry. Wife.
5: Wait, wait, wait. She, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You host a film podcast and you don't have a letterbox account. <laughs> she well, she, gets paid. Her she her gets paid. Yeah, to, like, she gets paid to like do her
3: it. Her
4: <laughs>
3: <are> film <free>. exactly.
4: <laughs> suck, it's a great podcast. And no, I'm totally out of it. Sorry about that. Yeah. No,
3: uh-huh. no, no, that's fine. We, we these aren't actually the plugs yet. In fact, we got to run our. Uh, we got to get a word from our sponsor in real quick, right? So, yeah, we do
1: have to get a word from our sponsor. That, that
3: is actually not a, a bit. We do have a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's
1: podcast is brought to you by Yebiga, a Balkan Rockia spirit plum brandy that brings Serbia to the American shores in an authentic and appreciative way. Care of Billy Gould, basis for faith no more, and Rockia appreciator. Rocky has a traditional spirit enjoyed at weddings, funerals, and life events. However, more and more, it's being enjoyed everywhere, on a night out with friends, or as a casual drink. Get a bottle today in liquor stores and bars across America. Go to Yabiga.com to see where it's available near you. There you go.
5: Christina,
3: my friend, please take us away with the plugs.
5: Yes, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like this video, subscribe, ring that notification bell so you know when we go live, and make sure you watch this, like, the whole time so we can get up in the algorithm with all the film lovers and maybe film curious and film haters and film horniest. So you never know. Uh, if you're watching us on Twitch, maybe there's, like, one or two of you watching us on the <laughs> Twitch account. Uh, make sure you, you know, follow us and subscribe, maybe with uh, Amazon Prime, because then, you know, you get it for free and it helps us with the channel as well. Maybe we'll get some emotes. You never know. Uh, we do have, uh, as Conan mentioned, we all have. A, we have a Larbox HQ account, so check us out there. Uh, we also have a Patreon where you can enjoy our after parties, like we're gonna have tonight, which right. not really sure what we're gonna cover, but we're gonna let loose a little it's bit g- tonight. It's gonna be Andy. all
1: do popcorn you know no bucket. What I called tonight's uh, after party. I Cherry call Jubilee. Cherry's Jubilee after party. You
3: yeah. Right. For most of the other after parties, we're doing uh, Oscar picks from the guests, but Eileen yes, uh, did not do her homework. So. Ah. Mm-hmm. Damn
5: it, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm fine. Um, she'll be casting
3: her absentee ballot. I'm really mixing my metaphors. Oh my gosh. Uh, you'll be representing me.
5: <laughs> uh, we we also have a Discord now. The link is usually in the description for every video now. Uh, I host after parties on, usually on Monday afternoons, Eastern time. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. We, you know, we're, we're building the community. We're we're making you know we're we're doing great things over there, as I like to say.
3: We we had a, we had a watch of holdovers on Monday. Um, yeah, we're going to
5: do May December, and we're going to do May December next week. So,
3: For, yeah. especially I know some people have re- said that they hadn't had a chance to watch the movies that we're covering. So. There's your chance. Come watch with us. Yeah.
1: And if you don't have any, if you have some other excuse after that, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you, know just making, you know that you're just making excuses at that point. How
5: dare you? No one wants to hear your excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Now, Conan. Yes. If people want to enjoy your music, right? They go to uh coneutronfriends.bandcamp.com, right?
3: Neutronfriends.bandcamp.com is the best way to do it. The. Buy the whole discography feature is back, so you can buy literally everything I've ever done, including Adult Prom, which is the most recent LP with Lung. Yes. West Coast shows, LA, San Francisco, oh, was it Bakersfield and Costa Mesa, um, coming up very beginning of March. Uh, two of those with McCluskey. So yeah. that, that's the, ne- the next, uh, the next And uh,
5: make sure y'all check out Batonic Reversal, which is right behind him. He's been uh, doing a lot more episodes lately, he's been crushing it. Um, Crushing yeah, my I... sleep
3: schedule—that's for sure.
5: <laughs> you had a Peter Prescott of uh, Mission of Burma.
3: Mission of Burma from Massachusetts, a Massachusetts oh, okay. legendary band. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was yesterday, and yeah. uh, Steve Hodson of USA Nails and Blacklisters on Thursday, and then Steve Turner of Mud Honey on Saturday. Which and you got Carrawall coming up too. It's that into May. Yes, yeah, single yeah, take, you, single day tickets yeah. now available. Do you
5: have a graphic for that?
3: I, I, you think I would have had that ready, huh? But mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm, so, I usually have at least seven minutes before it gets to that. So
5: yeah, you could to anything, I'm Eddie's like that.
3: Peace and love, peace and love. Yeah, there you go. There's the catarwal lineup.
5: Hors. Exactly. Sorry, that's that's like my along right
3: with now. cunts and intercourse all in the same yeah. day. Yes. So there you go. And
1: gay witch abortion
3: and gay witch abortion.
5: Yes.
3: <laughs> Thank you. There you go. I do be like that
5: sometimes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm and uh I uh, think that's a lot of your that, plugs, that's it for me right? yeah, yeah wow I that know, took so like fast. two minutes I'm gonna pull 10
3: more letterbox one-liners
5: <laughs> yeah Eileen you've got your podcast film suck right any almost uh... like is my podcast my co-host
4: Dolores McElroy and I are we're from the Academy but we're recovering and it's much more lively and ranty than that sound so yeah what are you going to um... be
5: talking about on the next one
4: we are talking about, of all things, Barbara Streisand's 900-plus-page memoir, which take, it came out in November of 2023, but wow. it takes you three months to fucking read it.
3: Ugh. That's like and, War and Peace.
4: Yeah, Dolores That's- is a huge yeah. fan, and I am not so much a huge fan, so it gets mm-hmm. a little contentious, Keep but on. we're still friends. Um, over people. Babs. So that's the next thing coming up, and after that, I'm I'm hoping that that Drive Away Dolls, the new Ethan Cohen film, is actually coming to my backwater. So that I can our next episode. That's my prayer. If not that, we're gonna have to find something else to rant about. Um, and then, of course, I write—I write, I write um, you know, usually angry working-class one rants um, as the film critic for Jacobin magazine, and those are my two posts in the like, world.
1: we need a we need a, a working-class rant for this one. Yeah. Uh, we, we need, we need a, the, the, the people need to have their say. Yeah, exactly. I need someone from the
3: working class to chime in.
1: Yeah. in.
4: Who's
3: representing? Uh, that, of course, of who is that
1: asking is uh, is Boshkar's voice. You know, that's what. <laughs> yes. That's what he <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Anyway, that's all I got. Sorry, I suck at yeah. plugging. So carry the on. May
3: December episode. Uh, not only because we're doing May December next week, but mm-hmm. uh, y'all's May December episode is one of the better ones I've heard. Well, of almost you. nobody talking about that great movie. Oh, yeah. I know, and people topic. just
4: outright didn't get it. Even people yeah. who are usually like great didn't. We're like why was this movie ever made what's the point they really missed the whole they missed it yeah so, too bad and, and we
3: would ask you for that one too but it's already a big panel and we don't do that cast oh well, that's, okay. that's
4: okay that's <laughs> okay yeah. i'm well represented on the show <laughs> <Right, exactly>. yeah <laughs> you're, you're,
3: you're, you're two times for uh, for the year already you're beating some people that are regulars you know
5: yeah. people are sick of me already it's okay <laughs> and for those who want to check me out i'm currently streaming on twitch at cosmic politics you can find me everywhere on Cosmopolitics. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Oh, oh, I'm going on like a Twitch dating show tomorrow what? at Ooh. 9 p.m. Eastern. I get to either ask questions as like, or pretend, someone has to guess if I'm a real person or AI, or I get to guess if someone's a person I'm still not AI. always sure. Yeah, we have We have a on Valentino,
3: just so you know. <laughs> yeah, uh,
5: but it's gonna be Caprice Sun Poppy's uh Twitch stream. Pretty uh cool. Uh, I understand that those are
3: words, yeah. I do not understand what they mean. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah. Uh, and every other Thursday, not this Thursday, but every Thursday, you can catch me on PowerPoint with Dan from the web. Mm.
3: Which Dan and Bam are both coming on uh, in May
5: for Summer of Sam, of all the but Spike Lee Finally, movies. finally, I'm we like, get to really beat the racism one, huh? allegations, okay?
1: <laughs> Wait, we have racism all- allegations? <laughs> <laughs> <talking that> trash.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Why of, course,
3: of You Sam? got anything whatever,
0: coming up?
1: I, I, I don't. I'm here in Long Island uh helping out with my with my grandma who's you know also also on, catch she's Andy. She's on her, she's on her driving Miss Daisy kind of shit, right? Now.
5: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also catch Change World on Give Them an Argument, which is every Monday at eight PM I believe.
3: Which he reminds us about constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we do we do dearly love our Andy and of course we miss him. So yeah. Mm-hmm. He's 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 being a good father, so good for him.
5: Mm-hmm. Hilarious
3: that out of
1: that out of everyone that hosts the show, he's the one that's the <laughs> mm, yep. I, I, uh, got, a father.
3: Surprising, yeah. I've got I've got the uh, the acumen for it. Apparently, I'm trying to I I turn the show around. I would have uh <laughs> I would have guessed Christina, but yeah, I
5: don't want I, I don't want kids.
1: Get
3: you a father of the year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
5: step, step parent. That's what I wanted to be, be the stepmother right, to right. like rich kids who are older than me. You know, My trophy wife. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, final thoughts. What are we doing here? Yes. Yeah, uh, Eileen, final thoughts. <laughs> Speaking on of daddy out on this show, yeah. Oh, you're, I mean, I'm
1: just <laughs> not used to the to the to the plugs being so fast. I know
5: it's, <laughs> you're welcome. Maybe I should start doing it. it's kind of <laughs> jarring. it's kind of jarring.
6: <laughs> um,
4: but
1: Eileen, yeah. Final,
5: okay,
4: final final thoughts. thoughts. Um,
5: just you know,
4: I'll just reiterate the surprise factor. You think you know what this is going to be? This, I've encountered this so often. So many people won't see this film. They're literally like it's going to be so boring. I know exactly, and you don't. Yes, and it's most broad strokes, but all everything within that is wonderfully surprising and refreshing and delightful. Um, and it's just a, it's a tribute to everything that we don't have now that were there were quite things that were quite good in film culture and in just culture culture um, that are gone that it's worth looking at and kind of feeling again and going wow yeah that's dead we don't that's dead as the dodo as paul Hunnam would say and Mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of enlightening and and emotionally refreshing to encounter them again so yeah go see it it's it's literally the best film i would argue at least in america of 2023 made in america so
5: Go see it.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's nice to know that like uh you know, three kind of odd oddball characters coming together and becoming friends. Like that's something that it's nice though so they could still kind of get different things out of it. Like I feel mm-hmm. like
3: nowadays it'd be a to... podcast, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Now it's just a limited web series. Right, know? right, exactly.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Christina, final thoughts.
5: Divine joy randolph, get that Oscar baby. Mm, yeah, yeah.
3: I think it's hers to lose. Yeah, frankly. Mm -hmm.
5: (laughs) who else is nominated i forgot a bunch of people
3: (laughs) other people that are not divine (laughs) so they're going to lose so it doesn't matter
5: well
1: dolomite is my name is one of those kinds of movies that i think everyone would have agreed at like at least at the time you know before Mm -hmm. probably memory holding it it was good and then Mm -hmm. but it's the kind of movie that would have never gotten nominated for anything
3: no i totally forgot it. i loved it i totally forgot it existed Mm mm-hmm which is mm-hmm. crazy. I don't normally do no,
1: that. No, it, it it feels like uh, you know for her to be plucked out of you know, um, well not obscurity because there's been other things, but like you know, kind of plucked out of the out of the ether, I guess, for this because mm. of her role in Dolomite is my name, and then to get if she does get the Oscar, it would be like mm. such a good vindication of that. But. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, the
3: other the, the this real quick, yeah. The other so the other nominees: Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, Color Purple, America Ferrara, Barbie, and Jodie Foster. Why did Foster, they even try with I the I
5: Color know. Purple? I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not getting anything else. Well, I like not...
3: is also the, the most one of the
1: most more forgettable parts of uh, Oppenheimer.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I
2: like her. Yeah, he's
3: married.
1: Not... Yeah, she's she's. she's like, oh yeah, she's married, isn't he? Like.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh... And Nyad, of course, which which was sort of like the two Leslie of, of, of this year, uh, basically gobbled up all the spots May and December should have had. So I, yeah. I will say
1: though the one thing I like about uh, Emily Blunt and Oppenheimer is she she kind of draws from Mickey from uh, from Rocky. She's like, you know, like, she's, like, she's like, she's like a cigarette in her mouth and she's drunk. And she's like, come on, rock. Come on.
3: <laughs> nice. Like I heart, was rock. Very good. <laughs> I can take it. Yeah. But, uh,
1: Conan, final thoughts.
3: Yes. A richly humanistic and nuanced portrayal of isolated, broken people helping each other yeah it's terrifically bittersweet it is not just set in the 70s but it feels like the 70s mm-hmm. uh, it's a touching and frequently very funny character study made for adults and what a treat that is uh giamatti's a great uh, stodgy glass-eyed grump who's loathed by everyone right and that's that's i feel like that's is a uh, uh, great comfort place for him uh, i think like just like sideways it shows that him and giamatti uh giamatti and Payne are a uh, great pairing the whole cast is great. It's complicated. Uh, it's the messy nature of connection, loneliness, and engagement. It's cathartic without being cloying, and I will certainly, certainly be revisiting this film uh, for many years to come. I'm a, it's my favorite movie of the year.
1: We gotta, we gotta all come back together and uh, review sideways one day. I feel like that would be fun. Oh,
3: I love that movie. <laughs> Thomas Hayden oh, yeah. Church is I'd an all-time it. sleaze, in that it's, 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 it's yeah. he's, he's just the worst. He is the worst, and That's is hilarious. So well. he
4: is and poor virginia madsen (laughs) made a huge comeback with that film she was great in it and then sort of receded and disappeared again that poor woman she was beautiful she was so talented and it's just like she just didn't get the break so
3: sandra did she she was able to parlay that in some and she's really good in that too although she was in Mm -hmm. last night before that which yeah Mm
1: -hmm. i was gonna say she doesn't work she does but i just thought she was
4: gonna be bigger yeah yeah
1: To, you do yeah. like a, a Sandra Oh like a chrono- chronology if we do that movie too. And like, oh yeah, sure, he's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Stepping Stone is like <laughs>
3: it's, it's true. Because I mean, uh, I love you know I love Don but like yeah, last night nobody saw that but me. <laughs> <laughs> a piece I life. did. Yeah. Well, I know oh, people <laughs> on this show. For, that's right. Yeah. For for it's forced us to cover again. it. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> like what? What but, movie uh, is this one? There's like 17 movies called Last Night. It's the Canadian yeah, <laughs> one. <Jesus. laughs> Canadian into the world movie. It's not that hard. It's got the guy from Ballastar Galactic in it. That's how I knew it had Andy. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, <I> remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're gonna jump to the after party in a few minutes. But <laughs> yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. This is definitely like one of the more Enjoyable nice. ones of uh, like even for its length, like you know, mm-hmm. it's two hours, but like the amount of like twists that it has, and I think are you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. Just kiss. <laughs> yeah, Just kiss. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it blew after I said so that. I went. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>